0: what's going on everybody welcome into the fortress of comic Tude podcast my name is tyler and i'm mary we're here with kenny and mccord we're going to do our best of 2018 episode we're going to give you all of our Comics, movies, TV shows of the year, and a bunch more. So, Kenny McCord, thanks for coming down and chatting with us.
1: Oh, it's good to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. Thanks it's
2: for letting me. <laughs> letting you in again. Yeah,
0: it's been a little while for <laughs> yeah. both you guys. Yeah, I think McCord was back in like February of last year. Yeah, or whenever, I to whenever like we did the Daredevil. Still. Yeah, it was like the Daredevil movie review. That was a while?
2: Ago. It was like February. Yeah, how's yeah. a while ago. Anyways, welcome
0: back. Yeah, oh, thank you. Twenty eighteen <laughs> is coming to a close, so. With You know, just like uh, the previous year, we're going to kind of go through some of our favorite stuff. It's going to be kind of divided into like three sections. So uh, we're just going to have kind of a reflection discussion, talk about some of the highs and lows of the year, some of the stuff that we thought kind of, you know, just events that happened throughout the years that kind of relate to nerddom. Then we're going to go through all of our picks. And then at the end of the show, we're just going to have a brief little looking forward to 2019 and what some of the stuff that we're excited about or not excited about either or so. Sound good? Mm Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So uh highlights of twenty eighteen. I wrote down just a few, but like feel free to like jump in at any time or mention this or that or whatever, anything that's maybe not on my list. But uh the first thing that I came to my mind is like big things in twenty eighteen is Brian Michael Bendis comes to DC Comics after yep. twenty years of being at Marvel.
1: He sure did.
0: That, that so that's a thing, a thing that, that I was just gonna say that. that that was a thing. A, that was a thing. That's a thing that happened. <laughs> Um, it's true. I've been pretty critical of his Superman on this podcast, whether you like it or not. The fact is, it's like Bendis is Bendis. <laughs> I'm I'm more of a Bendis fan than I'm not a Bendis fan, and you know, even if I don't like his Superman, it's kind of cool to see him, I guess, like get excited about something again because his last couple years at Marvel, it really. I don't want. I would never accuse him of like phoning it in, but it definitely didn't
1: seem like he was. Okay, it definitely didn't seem like he was into it as much as he used to be. Well, it, Bendis has kind of always had had that. Whenever he starts a new book, it starts off really strong, oh, yeah. and he can actually keep it going for quite a while. I mean, fifty issues in, you're still interested. Fifty two, usually, it starts going downhill. You can feel,
0: <laughs> you can literally feel where he where he stops caring. About. Right, you can absolutely see it on the page. Like, oh yeah, kind of a crazy. thing. All
1: the voices start to sound the same, and yeah, it's true. It's true.
0: Uh, we had a couple marriages in comic books this year. Some that, or not. <laughs> some that did or did not happen. Um, some
3: that surprised us. Yeah,
0: and then some that angered lots of people <laughs> and caused DC to refund a lot of money. Um, <laughs> they had to refund money for wedding cakes that comic book stores had bought <laughs> to serve at midnight release parties. It's so no sad. way they
1: did. Uh, what? That's so dumb. If I was DC, I'd be like. You that was your own fault, yeah. <laughs> like you sold us a wedding and then didn't give us
0: one. <laughs> that's uh, that's dumb,
2: that is kind of their own fault.
0: But the, the first one was X Men Gold issue number 30, which you know was hyped up to be the Kitty Pride Colossus wedding, which we didn't get but ended up getting one that I had liked better, so yeah.
1: Well, and that was the thing, like, I mean, I don't understand the bait and switch on X Men Gold. Uh, for that wedding, because I think a Rogue Gambit wedding would have drawn way more hype in I the agree. first place.
0: I think, yeah. I think it would have sold better. Yeah. Had they, like, yeah. I think they could have milked that for a lot more. Well,
1: because, I mean, you have to read comics to know the Kitty and Colossus relationship. Mm-hmm. If you grew up in the 90s, you know about Rogue and Gambit. Agreed. Yeah. Like, everybody. Mm-hmm. So, if you I announced... a fan of them. If you and now, well, that Mr. And Mrs. X book's actually really good. Cool. I've heard, I've heard really good things. It's been great. Telling it's Tom, it's really Tom funny. It's really good. Uh, but yeah, but I think if you advertise a Rogan Gambit wedding, I think you would have had a lot of people buy the issue who don't normally buy comics but like the TV mm-hmm. show.
3: Yeah. I, I well, I think you ended up getting that anyways because Marvel did the Marvel thing where they leaked it the day before and mm-hmm. said, "Hey, it's actually these two that are going to get married." So I, I think it still worked out for them just fine
0: which is a good segue to like Batman 50, like Batman 50, a lot of people that don't read comic books bought that book. Cause that book sold 450,000 copies. And that many people do not buy Batman every month. So right. like clearly like there was people that went to go buy that book because they were, you know,
1: I wasn't such say a promise, kid, but they were sold
0: was, on in a wedding that didn't happen. But right. it was also one of the best comic books that probably came out this year. It was very good. Um, a
1: very good issue for sure.
0: But I do, I I'm still kind of bummed that DC, like, took the route they did with it by like purposely leaking it to like the la times like the week before eric it was like that sunday before it I, th- it I think they out, like, chickened out
1: i think that's what really happened i it's think they like, chickened oh, out like yeah. oh crap all these people uh, we better warn people before there's this many people upset and then it backfired in their faces it's like uh, i think wow. they just chickened out that's Man. a big problem with warner brothers in general is mm-hmm. that they're just afraid yeah to do
0: anything I would agree with that. Tom King says he has 100 issues of Batman planned. I still believe they'll be,
3: they'll, they will be married by the end of his run. I, I and if they, they shadow drop that, I don't know if that'll piss people off more or make them happy. True. Because if they just <laughs> subtly, oh, and now they're married, don't solicit it or anything. <laughs> yeah. just, and now they're married. Issues. Selina
1: and Bruce just escaped to the courthouse issue, and get married and nobody knew about yeah, it. <laughs>
3: issue, issue 73, Bruce Wayne and Selina are married and... That just happens in a random <laughs> random ass issue. I don't know if that would make everyone mad.
2: It just
4: elope. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. I would love that actually. <laughs> and it would it be like the most
3: like just like
0: low key wedding, like not even hype it up at all, like, oh yeah, and they're married. Yeah, like shops wouldn't order extra
3: copies. It would basically be people <laughs> it that happen like, to be their like holds.
2: Yeah, like oh. a big surprise.
1: It would
3: it would actually turn don't even it into solicit a it about. as a wedding issue. Well that that
1: yeah. that would up the value of the book itself oh, on the secondary market. Would. Like it opens up with Selena Kyle like Moving a sheet off of her, and she's got a big old diamond ring on her hand, and then like, Bruce sits up, and all of a sudden she's like, Whoa, "What? just happened?" <laughs> that <laughs> actually—that would be, that'd be awesome. I don't know you were oh, blown away by um, the awesome. Yeah, it was.
0: Um, I, people were starting to get pretty nervous, and I, I remember the thing that made me kind of leery about it was the same day Batman Fifty came out. There was a new Catwoman series that started. That same week, Cat, Catwoman number one came out that same day, the Fourth of July, and I remember seeing the solicitations. For that issue it was like batman 50 the wedding issue Catwoman number one nothing in the description of the solicitation was like you know newly married selena kyle it didn't say anything like that it was like selena kyle goes on adventure i was like okay, hey this is a flashback series or they're not getting married like <laughs> something's not right here <laughs> um marvel fresh start happened in 2018 uh i think it's the the relaunch that for me got it right at least yeah. i think a lot of people were kind of worn out the with do over with the renumberings with marvel the last couple of years but this one i'm in support of because i feel like hey this one seems like they're all they all have a clear vision everybody seems to be on the same page of like what they were trying to do
1: yeah i feel like it was very akin to rebirth mm-hmm. in dc a few years ago okay. uh they simplified things they cut a lot of fat off um they went to several like mini series which i'm not super opposed of um and that they just kind of brought things back to basics. I know a lot of people who come in and uh, complain about, well, now there's a girl Thor and this and that, and I I can say, well, that's not how it is anymore. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe I'll start reading again, and they do, which you is know? really I dumb think, if you're dumb if it like that. But- yeah, I agree, <laughs> and, I, and I agree, but uh, but I do I do think it worked out really well, and I love dual numbering systems. Mm-hmm. I so love you like him.
0: having the legacy number there?
1: Uh yeah, because you because you get the you get the number of the that part of the story that you're on it's mm-hmm. like okay we're on number six of amazing spider-man here mm-hmm. but it's issued number like 700 and, and whatever so the collectors are still happy but i can still direct new people to jumping on mm-hmm. points and i
0: i like that a lot it's not a smart decision or i mean it's not it's, a bad, not, it's not a bad okay. decision sorry uh, <laughs> I didn't like it when I first saw it because it seemed to me like, oh, like they're just they're, it seemed to me like they were like trying to play the middle, like we're, we're trying to please everybody, you know, but it's like over time, it's like that's not really the worst idea to have, though, I guess like it works. It doesn't it bothered me a little bit at first. I don't even notice it now. I'm like, OK, it's fine.
1: Well, I even had a guy today say I've always wanted to read X-Men, but there's just so much of it. I just don't know where to start. And if I can say, look, Uncanny X-Men number one mm-hmm. is right here, even though it's like Seven ninety-five or yeah. you, you, whatever yeah, it is. Like the that's it's super high. high if a new person came in and I offered them issue number seven hundred, yeah, it's,
3: they'd be it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, they'd be it's like new, <laughs> "Whoa, can <laughs> I start here?"
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like I I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, I I really do like having the numbering system, knowing uh, where in that run you are Mm -hmm. um, and also being able to as a collector knowing like which issue you're on
0: yeah it works um superman turned 80 years old this year at action comics 1000 back in april which you know that was a big deal for me um that was probably one of my favorite single issue books of the year if that even counts because it was like an 80 page giant thing so but yeah um, you
2: have like three copies
4: yeah,
0: I, yeah, more than, more than that. More I, than you know, all, I, I bought numerous copies. Of okay, book. I think but, I have three
1: copies of but, that. But uh, I don't even like Superman.
0: <laughs> it, it was a really good love letter to the character, like just some like a lot of top tier talent guys writing just you know these quick five to ten page stories on Superman. And it was just a really good of like here is what makes Superman great, and I think a lot of people could appreciate it. Um, once Batman hits a thousand next March, DC's gonna, I mean, they're gonna push that book so hard it's gonna be ridiculous. Oh yeah. But that was kind of fun. Um, the Fantastic Four finally came back after everybody asking and asking and asking for it since Secret Wars is over. They finally came back only for everyone to be like, oh, like Chip Zdarsky's Marvel 2 and 1 was better than the actual <laughs> comeback of the FF itself. <laughs> like, okay.
1: <laughs> but <Yeah>. they're back. <laughs> yeah, the Fantastic Four is actually something that's really interesting in Marvel Comics because like, it hasn't sold well in. 20 years like and they just keep it going but everybody wants the fantastic four to be present but nobody wants to read the book that's i was
0: just gonna say everybody wants it but nobody buys it yeah If, if they're not publishing a fantastic four book everyone's like what a crime they're the first family of marvel you know what i mean like and i've even been part of that crowd myself but then it's like but then why don't you buy it if you if the book always sold it would never be canceled right
1: yeah absolutely but like i mean you have to have Reed Richards there, like yeah. you know what I mean. There's some there's some events and stuff that people, including myself, think, "Oh man, wish we had Reed." Yeah, <laughs> you know when that happened, and then uh, I appreciate that they're there, but I don't read the Fantastic Four book either, so they're they're kind of in that weird state, and I th- feel that way with most comic book fans. Like they just need to be in the universe. I don't mm-hmm. know if they necessarily need their own book. Yeah. Like, Should I need to be present.
0: I read them in spurts, you know? What yeah, right? I think yeah, the H- I think the Hickman run was really good. Like I I but it's not a book that I'm like I always need to know what's happening. I think part of their problem is like they're very much a product of the time that they were made and they're they're a book that hasn't aged as well as so, like Spider-Man is timeless even though it was created in the 60s. Right. Like Fantastic 4 feels very 60s still. Like that concept to me still feels very Silver agey and so I don't know if that's what maybe turns people because they they are they can be kind of goofy, but like it that's part of their charm too. Right.
1: So I think I think they need to get away from superheroism for the most part, the Fantastic Four, and go back to being explorers. Because I feel like that's always when they've been at their best.
0: I say lean into the sci-fi
1: part of it more. Yeah, yeah like when they're traveling through the negative zone. Yeah. Or the, the book that I actually wanted of the Fantastic Four was them out recreating the multiverse, which is where they've been this whole time. Mm-hmm. That's the Fantastic Four book I want to read. I don't care about... They're
3: that's the opposite story. of
1: everybody else. I hate it when... Other people go into space when Doctor Strange goes into space. Eh. Oh, when Panther goes mistake. into space, stupid. Yep. I don't want Fantastic Four back on Earth. I want Fantastic Four out in space <laughs> okay. or like
0: alternate dimensions right. or some kind of the band.
1: microverse, the negative yeah. zone. You it's know, like all
0: Reed messed up again. We're stuck in a black hole. How do we get out of this? Right.
1: Like- Fighting Blastar and Annihilus and those yeah. guys. I I mean, I make it more Doctor Who ish. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I- in my opinion, that's where Fantastic Four really shine.
0: Mm-hmm. Kenny, we
1: got eight hundredth issue
0: of Amazing Spider-Man this year. Yes, Dan we slot. did. Finally, put the pen down and at let 801, somebody else at eight hundred one yeah, he put it like, down like an asshole. He's like eight hundred is not good enough. <laughs> that being said, eight hundred one, eight 800
3: 801 are one and two and probably my favorite issues this they, year. They were really good. Like, yep. I mean, eight hundred was a fucking trade paperback. It was <laughs> like it was. It really was. It, it was this thick, but still. I it still was, wonder if, like,
0: he was supposed to leave at 800 or if they were like, well, I already have all this plotted. Like, OK, well, he has up to, like, 806 done. We're just going to cram 800 through 805 into 800 and let you finish 801.
3: Yeah. Because it feels that way. <laughs> but, yeah, that issue was great. It was great. And to slots run. Agreed. Um, I might have more to say on this later. So. OK,
0: cool. Um, let's see, what else I got? Oh, uh, Marvel gets the, or no, I guess Disney gets the, the Fox licenses and stuff back. Technically,
1: right? not for like two more weeks. Okay, but it's but on the way. But it's,
0: that <laughs> it's was a big coming! thing in 2018. It's in the mailbox, the Yay! flag is up, That's it's right. on the way. Yay! Right. They yes, have the confirmation I'm... email,
1: it's been shipped. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it was not Prime eligible, so they have to wait two weeks. <laughs>
1: exactly. Um, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I am too. Uh, you know, uh, it... It, with that, I, it makes me wonder because so so in two weeks, uh, the deal is supposed to be done. Mm-hmm. Like within the first two weeks of January, the deal is supposed to be done. They've announced today that Faggy said that um, that those properties could easily be going into production within the next six months. Yeah, which, which means the, they've the, had the this Fox stuff planned out for a while. Which right, means like they've, they,
0: they've had stuff ready, like in case of emergency, break glass. Here's the X Men script.
1: Like. And interestingly enough, look when Dark Phoenix comes out yeah kevin feige doctored the x-men dark phoenix script yes oh did he yeah that i did not know yeah that that's been announced so kevin feige has already had his hand in the upcoming dark phoenix movie okay which is part of the reason why i got pushed back do you think
0: they're gonna lean is that
1: i don't know okay but i'm really really excited it was just gonna be a
0: clean slate i didn't think they were gonna keep anything
1: Uh, yeah and i don't know either but i kind of hope they do do keep mm-hmm. that continuity because maybe I, it's a
0: test run like let's see what works in this movie and what doesn't let's see what fans respond to and then we could maybe like cherry pick some of
1: it maybe uh I you know i wasn't a super huge fan of age of apocalypse but i am a fan of the cast of age of apocalypse mm-hmm. and i love those kids that they put that they assembled at the end mm-hmm. when i saw like ty sheridan as cyclops and sophie turner as Jean gray the cast is good it is so good mm-hmm. and i want them i won't lie i, I am cast. bummed that
0: at the end of age of apocalypse it seemed like we finally got like the semi X-Men. semi-comic accurate costumes just for the dark phoenix trailer to come out I'm like oh and then they're back in the black and yellow ones again okay that's kind of a bummer like, well,
1: well the black and yellow were comic accurate to new x-men
0: <laughs> but that was because of the movie though that was like oh they're wearing they it's wore true. black in the movie Grant Morrison, have, have make sure your X Men guys are wearing black. Okay, <laughs> we're not gonna go there. It introduced that's not, tantamix, that, that's not
1: 2018, uh, that's but right. it introduced tantamix. that does nothing for me.
3: At it all. does a lot for me.
0: Okay, um, Sony had two very successful Spider Man property movies this year, and I'm scared because I don't know if they're. I think I feel like knowing Sony, they're gonna learn the wrong lesson from this. <laughs> like we made money, let's lead into the like five Venom sequels, here they come. Like, I've, I don't know, I'm terrified of like, I'm terrified of Sony with a little taste of success. That scares me because I don't trust them to make good decisions. You know what though? The,
1: you know, I think Venom made enough movie that I think they're in negotiations of bringing Peter Parker in to the next one.
0: Yeah, like, it outperformed Wonder
1: Woman. I know. It, it, it it was crazy. Like, it made
0: like eight fifty or something like that. The last I saw, I'm like and Jesus. I, I thought
1: it was an entertaining movie. I thought it was pretty good. I actually enjoy the uh, origin story in the movie better than I like the origin story in the comics. It was it's
2: just a fun definitely. movie that you didn't really have to think a lot about.
0: Right. Was, I think it's as good as a, of a Venom movie as a Venom movie was going to be. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> pro- probably. That's
3: like. Like. That's your best case scenario. At I, the I very finally least. watched it. So at okay, okay. the very I least. I haven't least. heard your thoughts on this. Oh, you? I I thought I watched it Monday. Like, okay. literally Christmas Eve. Is That is what I did when I got off. Work. I haven't heard any thoughts on this. I, I enjoyed it. It's okay. definitely not my least favorite comic book movie of the year. But it's really? it's very... Aquaman is not good. I'm oh, sorry. You
1: shut Aquaman's your mouth. way better than Venom. <laughs> I know. It's I we all, haven't
3: seen Aquaman. We, we almost boxed about this yesterday at the shop. But I... Yeah. I'm not I like the thoughts.
0: champion of Aquaman or anything. But it's better than Venom. <laughs>
2: You get out of my fortress. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just kidding. I, uh, Kenny
1: has been dismissed. So,
0: can I get that rag now? I guess.
4: <laughs>
0: you can wait outside in the car. Um, the, the, the last big thing we have to at least mention is uh, we lost both creators of Spider Man this year Steve Ditko back in, I think, August or so, and obviously Stan Lee November 12th. So, um, bummer. I mean, we lost yeah. a couple other comic creators this year, but those are the two. I mean, Steve Ditko worked on doctor strange create helped create blue beetle a bunch of the charleston characters and then stanley we could be here all day but um it's a bummer it sucks it's it's like one of those things like everybody knew was coming but nobody was ready for it once it actually hit
1: but yeah for it, sure
0: that was one of the few times that it's like i felt like somebody i knew died when i didn't you know what i mean like most celebrity deaths like oh that sucks you know like, oh, right. that's kind of a bummer like that one really felt personal to me and it's like I stood next to that guy for five seconds. I didn't know him. Like I met right. that person one time, but for some reason, everybody felt like they knew him. That really says something about the way that he cared, and so,
1: so yeah. When someone like that goes, like history goes with it. So it's mm-hmm. like, a, I mean, look, look how like his characters have completely changed pop culture mm-hmm. in its entirety. Oh, yeah. I mean, I Modern I wrote mythology. yeah, I wrote a I wrote a paper in my English class. Uh, I don't know, fifteen years ago or longer. Well, I just don't know. Anyway, um, about why the world needs superheroes, mm-hmm. and this was well before the the superhero craze of of everything. In fact, I don't pre Brian Singer's X Men, uh, pre Iron Man for sure. It was pre Iron Man for sure. Mm-hmm. It, it, no, it was after. It was after X Men.
0: I feel like that was kind of the first like. Boom, and then obviously Raimi's yeah. Spider Man. Well, a lot of people credit X Men,
1: but people forget about Blade.
0: Yeah, but Blade doesn't feel like a superhero movie, though. Like, if, yes, there's the Marvel banner on it, but like, X Men feels like a superhero I, I movie. think
3: if you walk up to someone who doesn't read comics or anything and said, um, which, of, which of these comic book movies is better, Blade or X Men, they're going to be like, Blade's a comic book movie. Yeah. Well you, well, you take
0: the Marvel logo off of it, you wouldn't know if you didn't read
3: comics. Yes,
1: but Fox doesn't make X Men without the success of blade agreed okay so you you know like so from a studio standpoint Mm -hmm. blade was the first time that studios took a step back and thought we might be able to actually do this
0: well by that logic then it's like well then you have to credit like the first movie ever made because if that movie never gets made then no films are ever made to make (laughs) x-men
1: no but there but there are i mean there are certain defining films throughout Mm -hmm. the way that kind of change the way you know that the movies are made and, and blade kind of kicked, kicked that off. It gave the studios confidence to be able to go all in on a superhero mm-hmm. movie. And, you know, and then they came in and did X-Men and X-Men was so successful that they were like, all right, we can, we can make superheroes cool again. Okay. So, um, so that was, that was kind of that, but I mean, now we look around in the world today and it's all superheroes. Oh yeah. All like, superheroes all the time. Yeah and some people are calling superhero fatigue but those comics have been around like you said superman turned 80 years old today there's yep. no slowing down on this no. at all
0: superhero yeah. fatigue doesn't exist because superhero is not a genre that's the thing is it's like people are getting comic book movie fatigue it's like that that doesn't happen because deadpool is a comic book movie logan is a comic book movie and like you know blade is a comic book movie but one of them is a horror movie one of them is a comedy and one of them feels like a western like superhero comic book movies, that's not really a genre in itself. So if you as long as you constantly do it like Guardians of the Galaxy rocked the world when it first came out because like, oh, this is something very different. As long as you keep it That finding, shouldn't have worked at all. It shouldn't have worked. But as <laughs> long as awesome. you keep as long as you keep doing it in different ways and playing with the genres of those characters, there I don't believe there will be a fatigue. I agree. So okay, let's get into all of our picks of some of our favorite things of the year. We're gonna do Discovery of the Year, which is basically just Anything that you kind of found this year that was new to you, it doesn't necessarily even have to be something that came out this year, as long as it was just something that you, you know, you could be like, oh, I saw Everybody Loves Raymond for the first time this year and loved the hell of it. I don't know. Um, I watched Mary, Friends for the yeah. first time this year. Mary did watch Friends for the first time this year. That is not a lie. Yes.
4: <laughs> like, in its you, entirety. Like, a, like, she had seen you're Friends. You a little behind. I'm a little Like, behind. she
0: had seen it, but never, like, from could beginning be to end. more far behind? <laughs> <laughs> in its entirety, yeah. Hello, Mary, what is your discovery of 2018?
2: Uh, My discovery is going to be the Grey Rooms podcast. Okay. So it's an audio horror podcast and it just started in November. Um, I don't even know how I found them. I just remember that I found them and then I became a patron. (laughs)
0: <laughs> All I know is I found them and I gave them money. And I gave them money.
1: <laughs> See, how do I create something like that? Yeah, where where someone just shows up and just hands me money?
0: I don't know I who just... you are, but here's some money.
2: So <laughs> Sounds amazing. It's cause it's because I caught up on the no sleep podcast and mm. then I was looking for more audio horror, but I don't know how I found
0: this For some one. reason you just want to be like scared shitless throughout the day?
3: Yes. Like I don't need that in my life. Yeah.
2: So you get,
3: you get things done that way, man. This could be my last day on earth because I'm I'm horrified. So <laughs> yeah. I need to I need to actually do things. Yes, oh God.
2: yep. So the Grey Rooms podcast is about um, each each episode is a different room, and in the room, the person who's in the room they they die and they die over and over and over again the same way. So basically, you're hearing the story of that room, how that person is dying every single day. That sounds terrible. Over and over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's i it's
1: yeah. I'm not of reaching fun. for my wallet here, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: This this last this last one Can that I listened help? to, the last there was one that I listened to. The person was a teddy bear, and they were
4: <laughs> yes sake. they were they were <laughs> a
2: teddy bear, and it makes you think. And so they were owned by like a little girl, and the little girl was abused. And then they abused the bear because the little girl loved it so much. So they would like tear the bear apart. And the bear, and it's like, I could Jesus feel God. everything, <laughs> yes. you know.
1: What, what are you watching? <laughs> what am I listening to? What are you, yeah. Yeah. So, what are you imagining in your head? Yeah. Oh God. So
2: that's what The Grey Rooms is about. And it's pretty
0: awesome. All right. I'm cutting you off, huh? <laughs> Kenny. Did you have a Discovery? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try following that, Kenny. Tell me, Kenny. It's so- <laughs> tell me <it's> something chipper. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, number one on my Discovery of the Year, Matthew Rosenberg. Yeah. Um, that's Yes. Uh, McCord pretty much turned me on to him. Um, yes. Yeah. Love that guy. Multiple man was awesome. Uh His run on Astonishing was Astonishing. His run on uncanny. Was, was uncanny? Kidding. No, it was no. <laughs> it's uh, so good, man.
1: Rosenberg can write everything, man. Well, yeah, as far as like, I'm like I,
3: I sent him a message saying, man, Rosenberg can just take over the X Men now, and it looks like he's going to, which is awesome.
1: So I'm so excited for it. Yeah, awesome.
3: we we basically we're trying to get a conspiracy theory board after some of the solicitations and stuff. <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? What's gonna happen? Well,
1: I mean Rosenberg. I mean, yeah, he's writing a lot of X Men, but people forget that he also wrote like Punisher.
3: Yeah, he's right. In Punisher. Like
1: Punisher War Machine and stuff. Was some of the best Punisher we've had in a long time. And it feels very different than his X Men. I mean, the guy really knows how to find uh, different characters' voices. And then he adds his own little bit of humor in that. And and- I think he wrote.
3: I, I was seeing he posted like this big graphic of books he wrote, and he wrote something for Archie this year.
0: Oh really? Yeah,
1: he's just writing like
3: weird like,
0: stuff.
1: He's also co-writing
0: the uh, Marvel Knights with Donny Cates. Yes, he is. The twentieth. Uh, it's so good. His issue was issue two, which was really really good. Yeah. So, um, it, unfortunately, like it's got like issue one was like they've all been plotted by Donny Cates, but he's only he only wrote the script for the first issue, which was really really good, and then Rosenberg wrote issue two, which was really really good. We have, I think, five issues now, and like it's not like it's bad, but you can definitely tell the drop off from those first two issues, you know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. it's like, oh man, like Donnie Cates and Rosenberger are just like on another, like they're on their own level. Oh, absolutely. It's just, like, it's just not fair. It's like not really fair to critique the other people. It's like you're just not those. <laughs> you're guys. you're just
1: not Rosenberger. Yeah,
0: kid. it's true. Um, my Discovery of the Year, when we did this uh podcast last year, and uh, we did Discovery of the Year, Edgar had told us about a TV show that he had been, you know, advised to watch by you guys called The Good Place. By me,
1: specifically. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, that's what he showed. The Good Place mean. will come up in other categories. Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, d- days after that podcast, Mary and I said, let's watch This Good Place, and we have not missed a single episode since. I This might be the best written TV show in a decade. Oh my more. gosh, easily. Um, the char- It's a character-driven show, and that's what I think I love about it so much. The characters are so good. They're so fleshed out. You feel like you know all of them so well. Their personality to the point where like they can do an episode where they have another actress play all four of the characters and you never have to guess which one she's pretending to be because their personalities. Even are so, when they change
1: clothes.
0: Yeah, like oh. their personalities <laughs> are know. so <laughs> fully realized that it's like, oh, that's cheating. Like, I don't have to guess who she's trying to be because like, it's just so there. I, I don't know. It, it's 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 like legit funny. It's legitimately oh, it's so funny. good.
1: It's so good. Michael Schur, man, he's on a whole new level. He's the showrunner for The Good Place. He also created Parks and Rec. He also co-created Brooklyn Nine Nine. Okay. I mean that that dude just knows how to be funny, and mm-hmm. he he you know in like the eighties and nineties we had James Burrows who mm-hmm. did. Um, pretty much everything that was funny, including Cheers and Frasier and Friends, and like if it was funny, he he had his name on it. You know, now he's now the torch has kind of been passed to to Michael Sure, and I mean that guy is just genuinely funny. He hates Florida. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I just watched a Brooklyn Nine Nine episode last night where they also made fun of Florida, which they do frequently in the Good Place as well. Like Bortles, <laughs> like Bortles. It's just yeah. I mean sure man he's just he's on a it's one of those level.
0: things that like based off of the original premise of the show you look at it and you're like this show is good but it, it can only last for so long the way that they keep changing it to make it keep going like it's it's ridiculous that it's been able to go as long as it had like based off of what they started with because like that's a good idea but you can only milk that for so long it's like oh yeah we can and then we'll change it to this and then we'll kind of twist it this way it's like you just keep finding a way to keep the show going but it never feels like Oh god, guys, just give it up. Like, you don't feel like
1: they've ran out of ideas. Well, season three changed the entire premise of the show. Yeah. <laughs> All it's, of a sudden we're like, oh, we're not we're not learning about how to be a good person anymore. We're learning about how to live life. Yeah. And now that's not even the same topic of, of conversation, but and you the, don't
0: care because the characters are so good. Like but you don't the don't transition really was seamless.
1: Yeah, and you don't care what
0: the premise is because you just want to follow these characters around. Whatever they're doing, you're interested in because they're so good. That's what makes it to me.
1: So good, Chidi oh, yeah. man. Chidi's my Chidi. boy.
0: <laughs> so the, Bro- broken Chidi's
1: the best um, thing to
0: happen to. Tom I believe the GD. good Jason's place. I'm Jason's pretty something. sure the good place is still on Netflix. Yes.
3: Yeah, seasons yeah. one and two,
0: and then the most recent season is on Hulu. So, like, if you're not, if you haven't watched it yet, and you haven't heard of it by now, really go check it out because it is it, the the writing will amaze you. What these guys are able to do.
1: There are, there are two ridiculous. episodes in particular this season that I the think... The most recent one? <laughs> the Janets yeah, episode. Yeah, Janets and Jeremy Baramy. <laughs> Jeremy
2: Baramy, are, yeah.
1: <laughs> are both up for so many awards this season, I they think. They should be. Um, and, and Darcy, uh, what's her name? That plays Janet. Yeah. She, sh- she Dude, should she's, win. She should win everything. She's, my,
0: everything. she's the standout she's character draining. to me this season. Like I've liked her from the beginning, but specifically season three, I feel like she's really kind of come into her own. I think
1: I've given her more to work with and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. But okay. me, yeah, it's just so good. All right, McCord. We'll what's your discovery of the year? Um, so my discovery of the year is a Netflix original series called, uh, Daredevil.
0: Have you heard of it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. You only just discovered it. I recently found a show. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's called, it's Daredevil? called Daredevil, I think. Something like that.
1: Something about some blind guy. It's really weird. <laughs> it's pretty cool, though. Foggy's the best. Um, uh, Troll Hunters. Troll oh, Hunters, no, the, the Tales the of show. Arcadia. Okay. I wouldn't really call it a kid show. I mean, it's made by DreamWorks, but Guillermo del Toro's the showrunner. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, Mary's face. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, her jaw just hit the floor. But it's like the computer animated show. It right? is. Okay. Yeah. It's so so. It's basically the same graphics as How to Train Your Dragon. Okay. Um. But like five minutes in, a troll gets like murdered. Like right, and you're like, oh. Okay, so this is what we're watching now. Okay, kids. <laughs> Turn this off. It's it's genuinely funny mm-hmm. and it is it's really good and the lore is deep and it's it's magical and adventurous and dangerous and it's it's just fantastic. The the new they did three seasons of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they did they did three seasons of that. They just dropped season one of three below. Mm-hmm. Which is the new? I guess he's doing it in in three parts, like a and three off? and yeah, and three okay. seasons of each that okay. are already planned out. So there's, uh, Troll Hunters, Tales of Arcadia. This one's called Three Below Tales of Arcadia, and I can't remember what the third one is, but that's also a Tales of Arcadia, and it's all connected.
0: So together. it'll be like a nine season show
1: altogether, but it's but it's split in separate. three different okay. parts. Okay. Yeah, three se- three separate titles. Cool, and it. I mean, it is Guillermo del Toro, so, I mean, <laughs> what has he done that's bad? Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, it, and that kind of won out. I mean, there were there were two or three other things uh, that I had on my list for that category. and mm-hmm. But Trollhunters is just one of those things that when I start telling people about it, when I start talking about it, uh, I just keep going. Mm-hmm. It, basically, it's about a young boy. Uh, who's being raised by a single mom. His mom is a doctor uh, who on his way to school finds uh, an amulet that was from uh, the troll that had been murdered in like the first like five minutes of the show. Um, And that amulet uh, gives him uh, the power to be a troll hunter. And normally it's only been trolls that have been troll hunters and there's good trolls and there's bad trolls and the good trolls are, and there's a guardian called the troll hunter who fights the bad trolls this is the first time a human has been chosen by the amulet to be the troll hunter. So it's very fantasy kind of. Oh, it's very, it's very fantasy. And then the, the whole premise is based upon how the entire civilization of the trolls has been living underneath us the whole time. And Mm -hmm. we just haven't
4: noticed. Okay.
1: And there's different monsters and changelings and people who we know and love and trust who walk among us are Mm -hmm. also demons and alliances with trolls, with dark trolls and evil spirits and a mummy and, Mm-hmm. and it's really, really very very good okay. don't overlook it because it's animated because it's oh i never do it is yeah and you should and, and you shouldn't really and it's i mean think of guillermo del toro having the reins of how to train your dragon with that's a good pitch right magical there. magical trolls
0: okay awesome at the end of each uh category we'll just have kind of a quick little shout out too for like any honorable mentions. So if I, I did, I only had one. But if anybody else had anything, because you were saying you kind of numbered it down. So if there's anything else you want to just,
1: mm, I I'm gonna use my shout out on another category because oh, okay. I listed it down to I narrowed it down to three. One I moved to another category, and then there was there is a shout out that that should be on there, but I think it would be more appropriate in a different category.
0: Okay, sounds good. Then we're gonna move on to TV show, yeah. of the TV year. show.
1: Awesome. I hope I didn't.
0: I might have spoiled somebody's already. But
1: yay, TV show. <laughs>
0: um.
1: I watch I watch way more t I watch way more TV than I do anything right. else. As we were doing this list, I realized I'd only watched six movies this year. Really? Yeah,
0: God, I think I might have even watched
1: more than that. Six movies that really six six movies that came out in 2018. I've only seen six of them. Oh, wow. I I just don't watch a lot of movies, I, but I boy, do I, I like a television. Lot of TV. <laughs> I watch
2: a lot of TV, but a lot of my TV is uh, like Korean or Asian dramas. That's so, fine, but I will not.
1: Yeah. no man you find your show you stick with it yes i'm
0: all about that <laughs> Who gives it? yeah it's Mary, great. what's your tv show of 2018
2: so my tv show of 2018 is actually going to be the chilling adventures of sabrina
1: Oh okay, Ooh. yeah. Okay. I've heard that's good. I haven't had a chance to watch that.
2: You yet. haven't had a chance to watch it, no. Watch but it. I've I've
1: heard good things.
2: You should watch it. It's I'm
1: good. a big fan of the original, so
2: <laughs> it's nothing like
1: that. <laughs> I don't care if it's dumb. I really am. It's the,
0: nothing the,
4: like, like that. The
0: original, like ABC one, dude, and the and the animated I know, one. I know. I love Sabrina.
1: I them both. I, I, I love Sabrina. Yeah, I, the I the missed the animated animation. one, but dude, I think I've seen every episode. Oh, of dude, the that original was just Sabrina, I actually
2: after watching the Chilling Adventures, I went back and I watched Sabrina the Teenage Wish I've actually.
1: Dude, like, it like it shows like
0: how easy of a sell I was as a kid too? It's like talking cat, I'm in. Yeah. Like, that's all it took.
1: I'm not that much more difficult now. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true, to be fair. Why do you like Sabrina? What's good about it?
2: Um I think the cast is great, the effects are great. Satan looks awesome.
1: The, uh, <laughs> that's the quote of the podcast. Satan looks awesome. We're starting to see a theme with you here, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Satan was awesome. And I listened to this cool podcast where they ripped a teddy bear apart of yeah. an abused girl. Yes. Another quick thing, too, guys, is like,
0: uh I don't know how deep it'll go, whatever, but like, spoiler warning in effect, because I know there's going to be some times with some of this stuff where it's like, to, to explain why I like some of these things, I want to reference certain things. So, like, Anything we mentioned, just so you know, any comic, any movie, there may be, a, like, this scene works so well, or blah, 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 so spoilers may be shouted out at some point. Right. So, yes. just, you have been warned.
2: Yes. I'll try not to spoil too much. I will say that my shout-out episode is the Christmas episode of Chilling Adventures.
0: It was, like, Satan come and bring...
2: No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, it's about this demon that comes into their not house. A Satan, just a demon. Just a demon. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's not even, no, sorry. It's like an old witch and she like had to like give up her son, her, their, her child and they, and now she has like these invisible children or whatever. But anyways, it's like the (laughs) Yule, it's like Yule time or it's the longest night of the year, whatever that's called. I forgot the winter solstice. I think that's what it's called. Yes.
1: Winter solstice.
2: Yes. So it's basically that night and there is a demon in it that steals children and turns them into like wax dolls and stuff and it's cool.
1: so is it like buffy it sounds kind of very buffy-ish, buffy-ish ish, yeah. Ish, yeah okay i like buffy i yeah. do too i like angel better but I yeah. like buffy, all right?
2: it's not like not like every episode there's like a demon that they have to fight or anything it's not like that
1: oh i hate that villain of the
0: week bs like I, <laughs> yeah it's not like that
1: depending on the show it gets <laughs> that's like
0: kind of what ruined like the cw DC shows for me are like oh it's just this like oh who's the villain? villain of the week we all got to come down.
1: Yeah,
2: but they're set in like the 1960s. Well, when it's the
1: same villain every week. It's really dumb. <laughs> that doesn't help.
2: So the show is set in like the 1960s or whatever, but it's like oh, they it have like some really progressive I think so. It's oh, it's older. Oh, it's not it just... it's not modern time because they don't oh. have like smartphones or anything. So it's
0: But they just don't tell you what year it is. They That's don't tell you what year it is. And
2: I think it might be like the 60s. A, I'm not sure, but it's a like a really, show. it's still a yeah. really progressive show because it has like one of the characters is a is a girl that prefers to wear boy clothes. You can age. move on. Now. <laughs> Kenny, what's the
3: best TV show of 2018? Uh, mine is My Hero Academia.
0: I have heard so many good things about and it. I've, I'm not even an anime person, but like I want to watch this just because the hype train is. So you're
3: you're a Dragon Ball person, and I am. you will like this. You're also a superhero person, and the. The it was it tonight, it was <laughs> almost my discovery of the year, also. It, I was that's why I didn't shout anything out because it, okay. was, it was my shout out, but yeah, it's so awesome if you like superheroes or Dragon Ball and pretty colors fighting each other and actually like all decent, of those things or, and like decent, <laughs> especially that last one, <laughs> and actually colors decent, fighting each other. Yeah. Sign me up, like I said, you like Dragon Ball, yeah. uh, <laughs> I mean, that's I what, don't, that's what Dragon Ball is at the end it's of the day. It's right. It it's better. It's better than Dragon Ball. Treason. Um <laughs> I like the original Dragon
1: Ball. I just dropped off when it started to be Z. Z.
3: Yeah, it, it still has a lot of the anime things where it's like, oh, they're going to flash back to the episode that happened last time, and then the next episode flashes back to that same flashback. Mm-hmm. Animes get trope it, it has that trope, but it it's also really good. They balance a very large roster um, very well, and this okay. last season in particular was really good. That's tough to do. Yeah.
0: My TV show of the year is a TV show that everybody wrote off due to a terrible trailer, which that includes myself. And that is Titans on the DC Universe streaming app.
3: Fuck Batman. Yes. Fuck
0: Batman. (laughs) Uh, The first season just ended this uh, last week. So we have a full season in the bank now. And uh, I was just really blown away by like how good it was because, like I said, a lot of people who were like, hey, not interested in this at all. And even I was like really trying hard to like even find anything to defend about that trailer, and it's like man, they just cut a really bad trailer. And a lot of the stuff that people were angry about, once you see it in context of the show, you're like it makes sense. Like I, that whole "fuck Batman" thing, like they shouldn't have put that in the trailer because when you see that scene, it works. But just that line by itself doesn't. That's why you don't work.
1: watch trailers? Because trailers are stupid. Yeah,
0: but, like there's good trailers in there, like mostly. But like this is a bad trailer. Like it's it's really bad. Like there's good there's bad movies that have really good trailers. Right. You know what I mean? That like the opposite. Like Suicide Squad had some really good trailers. That's why everybody went to go see it. And Which like, is why oh. they
1: made three different versions of the movie. Yeah. But um, Titans. <laughs> One, of good. Um, <laughs> One of them might be good.
0: One of them might be. We'll never know. <laughs> yeah. It definitely falls into that whole like this ain't your dad's Teen Titans like. It, it it plays off that whole thing that I'm kind of sick of, too, where it's like this is the dark, edgy, you know, kind of version of it. But the characters are really good. The cast is really good. And like it does some really like mature storytelling, especially like with Raven and some of the stuff you can do with her darker themes and stuff about having like a demon as your father and stuff. And the costume design is really, really good. Like Robin's suit looks so good. Hawk and Dove look really, really good. And I'm, I'm just excited to see where it goes. There's a pretty cool, like, post-credit teaser thing that I won't spoil at the end of the last episode. But you're like, man, that's where this is going. Like, sign me up for season two. Let's go. So Titans on the DCU. Pretty fun. Like I say, more or less just because it surprised me. Anything I was like, oh, this is, like, good. And I was expecting it to be not good. <laughs> to, to put it nicely.
1: <laughs> so that's my TV show of the year. McCord. Uh, I'm going to go back to The Good Place That's on what I that. Figured. I was like, I don't know. I
0: probably ruined somebody's no, it's fine. show here.
1: That's fine. You can never talk too much about The Good Place. Uh, for those of you who don't know, The Good Place is starring Kristen Bell and Ted Danson, which is why I watched it in the first place. I love Kristen Bell. I oh. do too. I love Kristen Bell, and I've never seen anything that Ted Danson's been in that I didn't like. I love Cheers. I, I love Becker. That. Like Everything mm-hmm. Ted Danson's in, I just really like Ted Danson. I would agree with that. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm in. Um, and uh, Kristen Bell uh, plays a young woman named Eleanor Shellstrop from Arizona who <laughs> dies and goes to the good place as opposed to the bad place, only to quickly find out that she doesn't belong there because she is, in fact, a horrible human being. Yep. Uh, her soulmate in the good place happens to be an ethics professor who gets roped into trying to help her become a person worthy of living in the good place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it deals with all the... After Effects and Consequences of what happens when you take a, (laughs) as Cheedy puts it, uh, a finely tuned Swiss watch, and then someone comes in with a hammer and just starts smashing it to pieces.
0: (laughs) They actually have some like legit philosophy discussions on this show too. Like
1: They do. It's basically Philosophy 101, but you don't realize it because it's so funny. Yeah, I mean they go through the the trolley, yep, which is great. <laughs> <It's> so funny, <laughs> it's so good. Uh, you know they they go through uh, they go through a lot of things. It's it's much deeper than it sounds on the surface, uh, and every episode peels off another layer. Uh, and like you said earlier, you just don't know how they're going to keep it going, and then nope. you just keep it going. And what you think is going to happen for the rest of the season they is gone in like you. ten
0: minutes. Oh yeah, they will surprise you.
1: It's like oh. So we're going to deal with this for the rest of the season. And next episode, you're like... Well, that took a left turn. <laughs> I did guess the twist uh, uh, there right. in the first season. I was pretty proud of myself.
0: That that is impressive. I didn't I didn't guess it till like that episode. It was like that episode before they revealed it where I was like, "What if they did this?" And then it happened and Mary was like, "Oh, you did it." I was like, "Yeah." I
4: like oh, that never <laughs> And happens he never to me. guesses this. Yeah, I
0: never do. I was like, that was like my one
1: crowning achievement. <laughs> oh, Jason got this one? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then but then that sets up what you think is going to happen for the whole season 2. Mhm. And then no, no, no. that's debunked by episode three. Yeah. And you're like, oh, oh, we're not going to, we're not going to do that now. Oh, okay. You've already completed what we thought we were going to do in three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we'll just keep going. And I was thinking about this la- the the other night too, was to where they're going to go from here. Mm-hmm. Right? Like after this season's over, like, well, if they accomplish the goal that they've set out to do this season, um, like, what is left to do. But then again I come up with something. But then I thought that in season one, I thought that yep. in season two, I thought that in season three. And we're just gonna see where season four goes. Yep. Uh so that is uh yeah if you haven't seen it you're really doing a disservice to yourself. It also makes me want to be a better person when I, I watch the show. Yep. Like I turned around to for a guy who was selling flowers on the side of the street the other day and I went back and I paid two bucks for a flower mm. because of like Cheaties like stuck in my head now. Right? You know I mean? Like you're like, I gotta get some points. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I gotta I gotta get some good place points. Why? You know nobody's got five hundred years, you're wasting yeah. your time. I'm not Doug Forsett by any means, <laughs> oh, <geez>. but <laughs> he was the best of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody um but yeah, you know, so I I mean, uh, and yeah, uh, for those of you listening, you're going to, if you watch the awards, you're going to see uh, awards for both the Jeremy Baramey episode pop up this year and for Janet's this year. And one thing that the episode of Jeremy Baramey did is that it really created a perfect sitcom. Because mm-hmm. A, they broke time. And B, they now have like 300 backstories they can tell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because of season two. So they can go forward backwards sideways in any direction and nothing can ever not be in continuity. Yeah. Like they can just keep going forever and just tell different stories. They haven't
0: written themselves into a corner. They can basically do whatever they want at this point. Yeah. And it's it's really smart. Yeah. And it's really really a little touch. They do That's It's just just a little thing, but for some reason I love so much. Mm -hmm. It's like they, they do have it in seasons but they also have it where it's like instead of like season one episode one through twenty or whatever, it's like they're all in chapters because it's one long story. So like right. the beginning of every episode, it's like chapter thirty six or whatever. Like I for some reason that just that little thing, I'm like oh I love that because it's it's one big thing. So that way when it's all said and done, like you can watch this as one whole story. It's not broken up into.
1: Well, and they're twenty. Seasons. They're twenty-minute episodes. Mm-hmm. They're only thirteen episodes a season. Yeah. You can watch the two episodes in less so than, than no it filler. takes for Lord of the Rings. Like with it only being thirteen episodes, like one per season. They do there's,
0: that in Jane no
2: the Virgin fat. too. What? Some they do something like that in Jane oh, the Virgin. Do I don't know if they do chapters, but like Jane is a novelist, so she writes novels, and then oh, they're okay. also on like a telenovela-like sitcom. So.
0: There's never been one filler episode of The Good Place. Every episode is relevant. Like you need to see every single yep. one of them. They're all important to the plot.
1: Yeah. We, Kenny and I we were talking about that on the way over. Like Brooklyn Nine Nine, as great as it's hilarious, you can just pl- plop in and watch an episode. Yeah. And and you'd be entertained, and you would get what's going on, which is on. fine if that's what the show purpose right. is purposes to do. The The Good Place, however, you're like, uh, yeah. if you even miss one episode.
0: Yeah, you have to see them. All. Lost. There's some episodes you can tell that are just filler because like but you well, want to see them. The
2: network paid us for this many
1: episodes, so we
0: had to make this many episodes and this episode's just kind of a filler. Like there's none of that in the good place and I love that. Yeah. So okay. Any other is there any other uh, T V shows that need to be recognized before yes. we move on? Yes, yes. A
2: series of unfortunate events and disenchantment.
0: Both Netflix shows. All Both of yours are Netflix shows. Show. Yeah.
2: You know what I watch.
0: Yep. Yeah. No one has Netflix. to guess where Mary's watching her program.
1: <laughs> Netflix and Hulu.
0: Disenchantment, that's the Matt Groening show, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yep. I've heard that was pretty good. Yep.
2: I just wanted to shout it out. I don't want to explain them. I just want to shout is it out. <laughs> Is it better than
0: Futurama? Is it
2: better than Futurama? No. Nothing, good. Nothing's nothing is better.
0: <laughs> There's only one answer to that question. Um, <laughs>
3: do you have a do Yeah. You know, uh, I just want to shout out Cloak and Dagger and Ozark. Oh, Cloak and
2: Dagger. I heard Ozark was good
3: ozark is it, oh, it and fill, so good. <laughs> fills that hole that breaking bad has but it's yeah it, it's without amc even trying to edit breaking bad mm. it's it's great all okay. right it I feels so breaking long bad. that we've had
1: cloak and dagger i forgot that that was this year right, that
3: was in june but i remember it because i think i finished less than six tv seasons <laughs> this year so i'm like yeah, that's Dude, true. I
1: almost forgot
0: that Black Panther was this year. I was like, yeah, that was too. February. Right. Like, holy cow. Yeah. It was like
3: five that's years
0: right.
1: ago. <laughs> Actually, Because I mean, we've had like four superhero movies since then. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> it was this year too. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny's changing his list as he goes. <laughs> okay, um, Yeah, for me, shout out. The one that almost made it was Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. I watched Cobra I Kai. I love th- that show. I watched Cobra Kai 3. 3- nope. I've watched it four <laughs> times now, all the way through from beginning Which is to the end. YouTube show. Right, right. It's right. on. It's on YouTube. Red. It takes place thirty years after the Karate Kid Part Three, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, the original Karate Kid with Ralph Macchio, Pat Morita, and William Zebka, and yeah, they, they got like
0: everybody back in there.
1: Yeah, the show s- awesome. is starring William Zebka and Ralph Macchio. They of course can't have Pat Morita back because he has passed away, but they do flash back to a good old mr miyagi throughout the show Mm -hmm. Uh, but they got uh yeah they got pretty much everybody so smart of them not to replace him though right oh yeah well and it it make it makes sense to the story too because part of the story is that daniel can't he's having trouble with his daughter and he doesn't know what to do but he feels like mr miyagi always had the right answer and he Mm -hmm. still it hasn't completely gotten over that he's no longer there. Okay. So so it's actually a, a, a big part of the story that not only has Pat Morita passed away, but Mr. Miyagi has also passed away by this point. Okay. Um, And it shows both sides of the coin. Half the time you're rooting for Johnny, half the time you're rooting for Daniel. And it changes every episode. That one was short too. It was only great. like 10 episodes or something like that. Yeah, and I think it's, I think they're... I don't think they're long episodes either. I don't think they're hour long episodes, mm-hmm. if I remember so right. So you can binge
0: that pretty easy.
1: Yeah, and I have sev- several <laughs> <Four> times. Several times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I've watched like, you know, single episodes uh, uh, over and over again, and I can't wait for season two.
0: Cool. Awesome. Mary, let's talk about some movies. 2018 was a pretty good year for movies. Yes. I feel like there's some good stuff that came out this year. Mm-hmm. What was your number one movie of 2018?
2: I'm gonna say Black
0: Panther.
1: Black Panther.
2: Yes. Of Wakanda. Of Wakanda. The Black Panther. Do do I need
1: to explain? Dude, dude, Chadwick Boseman's the man, though. Yes, he is the guy who. Which is crazy though,
0: because he's like as good as he is. He's like my least favorite character in that movie, and that's not like a dog on hand. Like that's how good the supporting cast of that movie is. Like, Okoye is so badass in that movie. Shuri is amazing. Like, obviously Michael B. Jordan is Michael B. Jordan, but like, (laughs) like. Oh, Baku is so good. Sorry, go on.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I was going to ask, <laughs> do I do I really need to explain it? Because we already did a review of it, yeah. and I feel like I explained
0: it there. Everyone's seen it. Pretty much everyone loved it. It's as good as everyone says it is. Visually stunning. If Acting you haven't seen it,
1: watch well, it. And just to kind of go back, so Black Panther is the third or fourth movie I've seen Chadwick Boseman in. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea it was even him. No,
3: because Chadwick Boseman was that dude. Like he didn't, he was the one who played Jackie Robinson, right? Yeah. He
1: played Jackie Robinson and he also played Devante Mack on draft day. Yeah. No, he's played,
3: he's so goddamn versatile. Like he's awesome. Like the
1: accent helps too,
0: because like the fact that he he puts on this accent for T'Challa, obviously. And he
3: has a Southern accent
1: in 42 and Mm -hmm. he, and he has, um, Uh, I don't know if you'd Draft Day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah and he you know he talks like a college football player in in draft day and like everything I've just seen Chadwick Bozeman in I, I don't even think I know what his real what his real voice <laughs> is because no, I've seen crazy. him. In, I've seen him in three or four different movies and he's had a different accent in every single one. Yeah, the guy's incredible. He has multiple personality disorder. Well, and draft like yeah, like you said, draft day is just so good. Oh yeah, Black Panther. You seen draft? I,
3: uh, yeah, I've seen draft day? Man. Okay, I,
1: I was gonna say like if you, you that's a better movie. man best
3: thing the
0: Cleveland Browns have ever done.
1: Movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that was that Tom Welling said that that was his favorite movie to watch that he's been in is draft really? day.
0: Kevin Costner is so good.
3: It's,
1: it's Kevin cool. Costner it's Kevin Costner as the GM of the Cleveland Browns yep. <laughs> yes Kenny what's the best
3: movie of 2018 <laughs> Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse next <laughs> again don't what else is there me. to say uh, it's as good as everyone says
0: it is <laughs> If you've ever considered yourself even a fraction of a Spider-Man fan, you owe it to your
1: life to see this movie. You no, I don't care I if you're a Spider-Man
3: fan. If you haven't seen it, you need to go fix your life and go see this movie. You her. haven't seen it?
1: No. Oh, it's so good. No, it's... I've only seen like six movies this whole year. <laughs> you need to make I, it seven and I, see that. I know. I know. It's,
3: no, it's just... It's so good. I've never hinted that Miles Morales is very likely mm-hmm. my favorite Spider-Man if not second to peter like Mm -hmm. very close up there and to get him to see him get the spotlight get it so well done and then gwen is in there and she's awesome and everyone gets a moment it's just it's so great the cast is so good the cast is good the like this is what happens when you let uh lord and miller finish their shit yeah disney
0: yeah, that solo movie might not have been the first Star Wars movie to flop if you hadn't have kicked him out and brought freaking Ron Howard in to make us a part. And I, and I know they, movie. I know they were so all producers. Good. And it was good.
1: It's, it's just fine. It's not bad. It's just fine. it's fine. Like I could never watch that movie again and be just fine. But but it made me want more movies like it
0: see it was like the opposite i'm like hey this showed that maybe the star wars spinoffs aren't the best
1: idea oh see nah see i disagree as the whole time i was watching i'm like man bring me like shadows of the empire bring me like show me some show me other parts of this universe that i want to see even though like i felt like okay this this movie's like a good first try like you haven't quite got it yet it was the safer pick but between solo and like rogue one like, oh, don't 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 go there. Rogue One's a way better movie. Yeah, so. oh, I agree. I was like don't, I was like, I was like No, no, no. Rogue One is don't probably Rogue before. One is probably my favorite Star Wars movie. It's very good. But I like Rogue One for the same reasons that I liked Solo, even though Solo wasn't as good of a movie, was that I am start I've never been a huge Star Wars fan, but I'm starting to learn that I really like the Star Wars universe. I just don't care about the Skywalkers at all.
0: Okay. You're just not a Jedi guy, maybe Yeah. Yeah, but I love but, No, like, he just doesn't
2: care about the Skywalkers. Well, yeah. yeah. And, and is it, having, or is it also the Jedi you don't care about? You don't,
1: don't care about, about lightsabers. <laughs> no, well, no, I love lightsabers. Did you but, see the okay, Darth so Vader, Vader scene, in One? But gr- gr- growing up, like growing up, I would tell people mostly just to piss off Star Wars fans that my favorite Star Wars movie was... Um, the Great Ewok Adventure. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> like the Battle for Endor. That like, is the pretty great, actually. No. The Holiday Springs. I have fond special. memories no, of no. That. Better I than that. We're seeing <laughs> the Holiday <special. laughs> Better than that. Because I like, and I'm learning that, that wasn't that wasn't really a lie. I really like the universe. Just all the stuff with. Like, the Skywalkers, I still really like it, mm-hmm. but I like the surrounding universe better than I like the main story.
2: Because oh, right. there's so much going on in the universe. You don't have to right. just stick with the Skywalkers. Yeah. So.
1: so having things like Rogue One and Solo, like, I really like that. The only Star Wars book I read was Shadows of the Empire, and I loved it. So, I don't know, Back that's to, to the
3: Spider-Verse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a Spider-Verse. Good movie. So good. Go see it. If the movie hasn't it.
0: pushed the envelope animation wise like this movie does no. in a long time um, Toy Story. shout
3: out to tim gaze from kind of funny he put my entire uh emotions <laughs> yeah. into a tweet it was this is where style meets substance agreed yep. And so yeah
2: sony did good on that one
0: i never thought yes. that my favorite spider-man like my favorite peter parker would be the one in this movie but like I think
3: it is. Who was the voice of Peter Parker? Bur- Johnson? The is guy from New Girl. Jake Johnson was the he's, the Spider Man you've heard in the trailers. He's the Jake one you Johnson. follow okay. for the majority of the
0: movie. Okay, like Chris Pine is also a Peter Parker in this movie.
1: I like Chris Pine.
0: It makes sense if you see that. but I don't.
3: And Nick <laughs> and Nicholas Cage is Spider Man Noir. God, it's oh, the best. <laughs> he's the best. <laughs> he's John, great. John Mulaney is Spider ham John Mulaney it's, is Spider ham Every good, everyone killed it. They it was great. It was inspired casting. That's the least you could say about that casting.
0: Uh, what's his name? Uh oh, what's his name that played Sabretooth in the uh, X-Men Origins? Lee Sh- He's Kingpin and he's, in he's in this Kingpin, this movie? Kingpin and he kills it. He's yeah, he's really good. He does like this really crazy, like Brooklyn type accent in yeah. it, but it
3: kinda works. Lily Tomlin is the ant May we deserve.
0: Not the one that we thought would be.
3: Ant Ant-Man? Ant-Me. Oh, Ant Man! <laughs> I was like, "Lily really, really, Tomlin the Ant- is Aunt Ant Man."
1: <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't turned, know if I'm turned I, off or I know, or oh, turned oh, on. All man, all I'm know.
3: saying if 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 they cast Lily Tomlin as Ant Man, I would be like, "Yo, she must be doing something dope." To Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> she about to <laughs> do something incredible.
1: Yeah, my movie of the
0: year, um, is Infinity War. Just because... It's, it's
1: hard to compete with. Well,
0: it it's just... be, And this is what I said when we did our review podcast for that movie. Like, there's better movies as far as, like, a story that will move you. Like, you, you know, it, this isn't that movie where it's like, oh, Citizen Kane. Like, what are they trying to say? Like, look at the... Whatever. But if the point of a movie... If at the end of the day, if the whole point of the movie is to entertain me, I have never been more entertained in my life than I was for the two hours that I watched that movie the first time. Oh yeah. That is yeah. a fact. Oh, so, a, a, this movie was such a good movie. So just based off of that, like this movie works on every level. You feel every emotion in it at some point, And like, it cashes the check that they were writing for 10 years. Cause they, they leaned right into it. Like, this is good. This is what we've been building to all this time. Like mm-hmm. the bar that that movie had to clear. For everyone to be happy with it was so high and to me i it lived up to every expectation i could have had and then some like it delivered and has there ever maybe been a better cliffhanger ending than the end of infinity war oh man I like know. to where it's like there's no way you could watch that and be like well i don't think i'm gonna watch the second one I didn't really do anything for it. like you have to you have to see the next movie yep
1: yeah, it, it it was pretty ridiculous, especially because I had my own theories going in as to like how they're going to resolve the problem, mm-hmm. and and then they took they took that theory away from me, <laughs> 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 and now I don't now I don't know what to think or feel or, or or anything. No, that was good. So
0: yeah, what else? There's not too much left to say other than Infinity War, other than it's just it's that good. Man. It's good. It's go watch it. It feels like a comic book, like. It feels like the crossover. Everybody's there. Everyone has something to do. Everyone's involved. You get to see all these characters interact that you never thought you'd get to
1: see on the screen. It's just, it's everything you want in life. And then some.
0: So.
2: McCord, what's your movie of the year?
1: Um, so I'm actually going to go a little outside the box. Um, The Marvel movies killed it. And like I said, I think I only watched like six movies. I was going through the list of all the movies in 2018. That's a long list. <laughs> yeah. Uh I think I only saw like 6 of those movies. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, uh so I'm going to do my shout out first. My shout outs uh, to all the Marvel movies. uh Ant-Man and Wasp was phenomenal It's fun. especially because of what they did with the Wasp. Mm-hmm. Like I felt that she's the most complete uh like female superhero we've seen in the MCU. Obviously mm-hmm. Wonder Woman was fantastic. Yeah. Um in the DC in the DCU. Mm-hmm. Um but uh but yeah, yeah, I, so so I thought those were really good. But actually the movie that I liked probably the most, or at least I've watched the most, is Christopher Robin. Oh, really? Yeah. I I mean, I knew what it was going in. It was hooked with Winnie the Pooh. Yep. But it helps that I love Winnie the Pooh. Oh, yeah.
4: Which <laughs> <laughs> is a good little lighthearted
0: movie too. You oh, know? you
1: know, and it and it and it was we live in a world with such negativity all yep. the time that having a movie Like, Winnie the Pooh was just, it was just good to kind of help bring us back, to remember the things that are really important. Um, I I also... McGregor helps. (laughs) Well, and Haley Atwell certainly doesn't hurt at all either. Um, You know, and Winnie the Pooh's always been very thoughtful. He says things uh, like a child would... And very simply, very put. It's very uh, clever too, though. A lot it of the is. The dialogue is very clever, as as Pooh Bear usually is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it, like, I know my brother-in-law uh, went and watched the movie by himself, and halfway through, he's like, "I need to go home and hug my wife," and he uh-huh. left the movie halfway through so he could Aww. go be, go home and be with his family. Hey,
0: I paid my money. I'm <laughs> hungry when I get home.
1: You know what? You know what I mean. I mean, it was just. Uh, it, it, overall it was just good and i liked that they they broke the trope of uh you know typically here's where spoilers come in um typically in these kind of movies like they did in hook or whatever like the guy ends up like quitting his job to be with his family without yeah. like realizing that there's a consequence of doing that mm-hmm. uh, they didn't do that in this movie and i really liked the fact that Oh, he still has a job. They he just made way. his job better. Yeah, like he gets a be,
0: promotion so.
1: because of yeah, yeah. <laughs> because of what he's learning. He's doing what I'm trying to do. Um, <laughs> trying and failing. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so yeah i I think I might I loved all the Marvel movies, but I really, really did like Christopher Robin quite okay. a bit.
0: Okay, awesome. My quick shout out is um, surprisingly is Bohemian Rhapsody. I like that movie. way. Bohemian
3: Rhapsody was good.
1: Dude,
0: it it was it it's was way fun. better than I thought it was gonna be. Like, I know the critics and stuff kind of beat it up for like changing history a lot. Like, if anyone ever expects these biopic movies to really be accurate, then you're kind of an idiot to begin with. I think like there's some stuff in that happens in Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, yeah, that just didn't happen, or it didn't happen the way that the movie made it happen. Right. But like, duh, because life doesn't operate in a three act story structure. It just doesn't. Where it's like the movie to make the move, like they had to up the Annie to make the ending more dramatic. Like I understand mm-hmm. it, but like just as a fan of Queen's music, like to see him and like Rami Malek is so good as Freddie Mercury in that movie. He really embodied that that person, that identity of the character that he kind of created. You know, it just it was a lot of fun. Like I
3: I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Queen music, but um I mean. I'm as big of a fan as everyone else is. Mm-hmm. That Queen is definitely good. And if it's playing, I'm not changing it. Mm-hmm. But I, I love that movie, too. It, it's it, really good. It was competing for a spot on my list, for sure.
0: Cool. I knew it definitely had to be at least an honorable mention. Mary, do you have any honorable mentions?
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to shout out to Aquaman, because I really enjoyed <laughs> Just it. Just piss Kenny Just to piss Kenny <laughs> <laughs> um, Also, Halloween, A Quiet Place, Bird Box, A Simple Favor,
1: you they watch were way more movies than I do. I didn't see any of those, <laughs> those movies. Those
2: were so much fun. Um, I will not shout out Slenderman because that sucked. I knew it was going to suck. This. Didn't them <laughs> I didn't
1: watch that Yeah. It's bad. I didn't watch
0: it. a lot of movies this year. Don't watch it.
2: <laughs> but that, those are my outs. That
0: would have been one of the last movies I watched even if I was going to watch a lot of movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Anybody is ready to move on to the next one? Or? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, Artist cool. of the Year? Yep. Next one is going to be Comic Artist of the Year um so the 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 critique or like i guess like the criteria for this is there's not really any like set it's just who do you think had a killer year who do you think it doesn't have to be like who did the most books or anything like what i usually look for is like who i think kind of did more and like especially like different styles and different things but it can just be like i like this guy he did this one book and it was the only book he did but it was beautiful like it doesn't really matter um so mary who is your comic artist of the year
2: martin Morazzo.
0: <laughs> shocker <laughs> uh
2: he did ice cream man and she could fly yep
0: she's uh, just he's just great ice it cream man just... image comics she yep. could fly as a dark horse book
2: yep uh yep it's just he's it just great he just did some good work and i really enjoyed him
0: probably not the last time you hear mary mention ice cream man today
2: no no <laughs> no it's not <laughs>
3: kenny uh, I got Jen Bartel at number uh, one. Man. Um, every cover she does is awesome. There was a week where I ended up spending a hundred dollars on two books that mm-hmm. she did the cover for the, the Metallic uh comic, uh, local comic shop day Blackbird cover mm-hmm. I bought, and then I got um so good, her, and then I got her Uncanny X Men number one. Um,
0: did you see her thing from the other day that Carrie Fisher thing she did?
3: Um, was it the one that was supposed to be in the? Was it in? Was it another, like, a Star Wars, women of Star Wars book? Or it was something? just, like, a portrait of, like, Princess Leia that she did. That might... That, if it's the one I'm thinking of, I think it was also in that book. Oh, okay. Uh, but, yeah, no, just Because Bart- it was, like, the two-year anniversary of her death the other right. day. So she posted...
0: It kind was beautiful because it was, like, her colors and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was beautiful. No,
3: Bart- Bartel always kills it. She's my favorite Twitter follow for art, for sure. She um, posts a lot of good stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, she had an absolutely awesome year um i think and blackbird is so good not probably not the last time i'm talking about it today so
0: yeah blackbird was fun sam Humphreys is a good writer but the the standout of that book the three issues of it that i've read that's all it's out right
3: yes yeah
0: the, I, the, i've read the, the first three issues and like as good as sam Humphreys is like no this is jim martell's book like that's that's yeah. the thing you're taking away from this book <laughs> no doubt okay uh my artist of the year is jorge jimenez um just because i feel like he's like rock star status like talent wise but i don't feel like he's a name that ever really gets mentioned that much like he kills it on everything he's on like i first saw his stuff on super sons and i was like this stuff like it's really good like it's really like you can tell if like a lot of artists kind of just do the norm now like you can't really tell a lot of them apart like a lot of guys you can't really look at some Picture and be like, oh, that's this guy for sure. Like he's one of those. Like I can tell. Like he has that style of his, but it also feels very comic booky. And you know, with Scott Snyder's new Justice League series, a lot of the hype was around Jim Chung coming over to DC.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Which I mean, and Jim Chung is amazing, but like for me, the highlight of that book has been Jorge Jimenez, who's done more issues than Jim Chung has at this point, and it's like he's just killing it on that book. Like, mm-hmm. really good. All the covers are solid. Like just. A good, like, a perfect mix of, like, kind of modern style comic book art, but still feels very superhero-esque. So, it's really good. So, yeah, he did. Justice League, I think, is the big thing he did this year, along with, you know, some Super Sons back early in the spring before Bendis came over and took that book away from me. But uh, (laughs) Jorge Jimenez, if you haven't uh, checked out his art, you really should follow him on social media, too, because he posts a lot of really cool stuff uh McCord
1: I have a feeling I think I know who yours is I want to see if I'm right or not you're probably not right okay um I'm actually gonna go with uh Doug Braithwaite
0: I was not right
1: (laughs) no uh he's been he's been uh kind of playing around in the Valiant (laughs) I thought you were gonna say Pepe and the Ross because Extermination
0: was a gorgeous book oh oh
1: my gosh it was so good and he's definitely my shout out um but the stuff that Braithwaite's doing over in, in Valiant right now is amazing. Mm -hmm. Like bloodshot salvation is so good and it, it looks so pretty. And I'm so excited for Braithwaite's upcoming project incursion, which is the continuation story of the eternal warrior in the Valiant comics. Okay. Um, and there's going to be a lot of like monstery kind of things that show up in that book. So I'm actually really, really excited. um, to, to see more Braithwaite in the Valiant universe a lot. Okay. Cool.
0: Awesome. Comic writer of the year. We're um. not
2: going to do Shadows?
0: Oh, do you have do you, do you have another I do, I do actually you you have
4: shout-outs. Oh, you don't follow I already, names. So I just did assume one. you. I have shoutouts.
0: Mary never. I don't follow. I, I don't, follow, names, I don't so. particularly follow artists either. I, I don't know. as much as I
1: should. I, I had to like. Gu- w- I feel
0: guilty for that because I can name like a bajillion comic writers, but artists I'm like the worst. I feel so terrible. Me
1: too. I had to look it. I'm like, oh, I really liked that book. Who drew it? <laughs> yeah. Like, I had to look that up.
2: So my people are Webtoon people. Um, mm-hmm. So they're also, a lot of them are also the writer and the artist. Yeah. So I got mongi for Let's Play, Quimchi for I Love You, Instant Miso for Siren's Lament, David Stoll for Metaphorical Her
0: Former guest on this podcast. Mm-hmm,
2: John Amore for Urban Animal, and Snail Lords for Freaking Romance.
0: Honorable mentions.
2: Honorable
3: mentions. <laughs> they're Jesus also Christ. writers <laughs> as
2: well, except for David Stoll and John Amore, they're not. So I have their writers in my... And something else yeah.
3: kenny you had a few <laughs> yeah um i got ryan otley uh of course yeah i mean he's having a hell of your, oh yeah uh, ryan stegman uh doing oh, venom yeah. over there killing it um and i can't believe no one has said the name art germ during this because oh art germ because that's God, a big shout out
0: just covers though that's th-
1: like not not just covers, art germ covers. That dude yes.
3: easily <laughs> boosts like fifteen to twenty thousand copies of Are you comic even book. a comic book if you don't have an art germ cover at this point? You either point? have
0: to have an art germ or like a like a Francesco Matina cover. Like yeah. one of those two,
3: yeah. But like is anyone having a better year than him in art Not in the cover game, that's for like, damn sure. Like he's You're not
0: legit until you
3: have an art germ cover. Yeah. So that's <laughs> I mean I And I've never seen a bad one exactly like he th- all he does is make hits man
0: yeah all he does is win he's like the tim tebow of,
1: <laughs> <laughs> of cover artists no way It's uh, more like the tom brady he's, cover he's got artists. some dj calla
3: t-pain all oh. i do is win,
4: win. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh god yeah i mean art yeah, art drum is one i didn't even consider like I, I didn't even think of that but it's true it's like man like he pumps those out too because it seems like he's got like a few every month all right comic writers of 2018 this one is like way harder for me (laughs) to choose i don't know if like i said maybe just because i paid more attention to writers because i'm a terrible fan and i'm sorry but this one was really hard for me
1: yeah i'm i'm a story guy for sure
0: but uh mary who did you come up with
2: w maxwell prince for ice cream man (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i love ice cream man okay
0: oh really yes yeah. oh still not love last it. time you'll probably hear it mentioned on this show it's
2: not <laughs> so i will save it until ice cream until i actually pick my other pick.
0: did he do anything else this year Ice Cream he did no, the marvel just... he did the marvel zombies one shot or whatever i know that sure
2: but i didn't read that
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> well then there you go ice cream man ice which cream if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time you've already Heard That beat into your head today. It has from been America. my
2: pick every time it's come out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, Kenny, who's the best? Who's your favorite? I don't want to say who's the best, but who was the, your
3: favorite comic writer? No, I think movies? I could say the best writer is Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor's again a solid pick. Again, everything he does, he's he definitely does, my shout out. Yeah. All, all he does is make hits like uh, All New Wolverine was amazing, and then he moved to X Men Red, which is amazing, and then he... he's gonna take on Spider Man, which is Friendly Neighborhood. And um, he's gonna so he's, good.
0: also while writing an
3: injustice book that's way better
0: than it ever had any right to be because it's a tie-in book to a freaking video game,
3: not just a video <laughs> game. It's a fighting video game where story is optional. So it's, <laughs> yeah, no, he he's doing really well. Um, I love everything he does. I can't wait for that Spider-Man book. Like we can we can get that more when we get to what we're excited for for 2019, since it's technically next. Year, even though it's a couple weeks away, right. um but yeah, Tom Taylor,
0: best writer in Australia. I'm just kidding. because I, I don't know any <laughs> other Australian comic <laughs> writers off the top of my head.
3: There you go. Okay,
0: okay. Tyler. Um, I I thought of, this was the one that took me the longest out of all of our categories, just because there wasn't anyone that like was like, okay, that it's got to be that one for sure. I had to like break it down, like make charts, like pros and cons of who i thought deserved it the most um but for me this year it's kyle higgins and just because i think like the dude really showed like he flexes his writing muscles by like doing so many different things like beginning of this year he finished his Nightwing: the new order miniseries you know which is like you know apocalyptic future superhero story while then he did like a political russian story called dead hand for image comics the creator own thing that he did Now he's doing a winter soldier book for Marvel all while also finishing his like three year run on the power Rangers book. Like all those books are so different from each other and he writes all of them and none of them feel like the same guy. And so it's just like, man, when you look at his output for the year, all those books were solid. It's just hard to like, it's hard for me to argue, like to not give it to him just because like, man, that guy's just like firing on every cylinder and I haven't read the new Winter Soldier from Marvel, but I've heard it's really, really good, and that's one that I definitely plan on on checking out. So,
1: of course, it's good. It has the Winter Soldier in it. Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. And say, like Kyle Higgins is—he's one of those guys where, like he's—he's he's earned my money. Basically, it's like I'll—I'll I'll, I'll be picking that up for sure at some point. Doesn't matter what it is, I'd, I'd probably pick it up if it's got his name on it. So,
1: McCord. Yeah. So, uh, Michael Rosenberg uh, again, uh, man. That guy, Michael. No, sorry, Matthew. Uh, Matthew. Michael It's Matt it's Michael, it's... Rosenbaum. It's Michael Rosenbaum. Michael Rosenbaum. who's Lex oh, Luther man. and <laughs> Matthew Rosenberg, who is the comic book writer. Yes. Um, yeah, no, uh, Matthew Rosenberg, man. That guy that guy is crushing it. He's right not, not only is he um, writing like pretty much all my favorite books, mm-hmm. but he's crushing him as well. Uh, it just, uh, he, he has a sense of humor that's very much aligned with my own, mm-hmm. uh, even in some of the most uh, intense books. Like I wouldn't call Phoenix resurrection, like a comedy book by any means, but there was at least two or three panels, each issue that made me just laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, one in particular was <laughs> when the Phoenix was coming back <laughs> and these two, this father and son were fishing on a lake and this, I remember you showed me this it, like a thing. huge pillar of fire shoots up out of the water and it knocks the the father and son out of the boat and the son's like I don't like fishing anymore and that's like yeah me neither let's go and they just swim to the shore you know he, he just adds these these little things um, in, in each in each of his books and I he. I've also found out that he and I are, uh, have very similar tastes in what X-Men we like, mm-hmm. which are like a lot of like B and C list characters.
3: Can you love it? <laughs> no, because when I showed him the lineup for Uncanny in 13 or 14 or whatever it is, like it was instantly
1: no yeah it's like 12 i think
3: something like that he, he immediately goes by i have this character in my book i have this character in that book i have this <laughs> character in that book this character's in that book over there but this one's in uncanny too <laughs> and it, it's like obvious like come
1: come march my top 10 favorite marvel characters will all be on in ongoing books mm-hmm. for the first time since i've ever read comics because i don't because a lot of the top 10 of my favorite Marvel characters are not heavy hitters. You like the deep pool. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm getting, I'm guys. getting three summers and a multiple man in the same book mm-hmm. written by Matthew Rosenberg coming up. And that makes me so happy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and especially cause summers are very dysfunctional and it also causes a lot of drama. And what? I know, right? Weird. <laughs> and they're all alphas in their own, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it just a, just, you know red type personalities they're hard headed they're all leaders mm. uh, strategists so they're going to come up with different plans different ideas
3: so fun canyon x force crossover it's going to be so much fun you're, you're going to pass it just green <laughs> that it's like every
1: like uh, yeah there's only like 3 characters in my top 5 that wouldn't be in the book <laughs> three characters in my top 10 that wouldn't be in that book. Was this
0: year like the year of the weekly series, I feel like? Like Phoenix Resurrection, Avengers No Surrender, like Justice League No Justice, like Uncanny X-Men. I feel like Justice yes. League The Witching Hour or whatever that one they did, like just I weekly mean weekly series.
3: I enjoyed every single one you just listed. So. me no I think they're
0: bad. I just seemed like that was like the that was the thing this year.
1: Uncanny was really the first book that I'm like I'm so grateful this is weekly cuz I don't want to wait a month for this. Yeah. yeah. It's it, it, I mean no surrender
0: really did it right with having like the right guys like really good writers making sure that book was never delayed everybody knew their role in that book like they did a weekly series like the way it should always be done i feel like
1: yeah well i I mean rosenberg's doing stuff like making having legion kidnap multiple men to create millions of dupes so that he can house his personalities in them that's a kind of interesting idea, actually. <laughs> right and it's super scary because they're all crazy mm-hmm. and they all have different superpowers so now you have like multiple men's running around that all have different superpowers
3: I'm also fairly certain he had to have written the panel where Laura cuts herself out of a T-Rex <laughs> which just, just that's Jesus Christ <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs>
1: which is yeah which is a thing that happened and, real and, that happened. and then
3: has uh, Gene telepathic tell everyone hey Laura just cut herself out of a T-Rex if you don't want MVP today you better step up your game <laughs>
1: yeah I mean it, the the x men are back to feeling like the x-Men again I agree with that whole heart and I think Rosenberg and Taylor did a really good job of kind of bringing them back to, to their roots and being who they are and looking at that uncanny we'll touch on team that again
0: later <laughs>
1: yeah <we're, laughs> um bringing we're definitely- bringing back that uh back to that uncanny team that's coming up it's definitely a team that Rosenberg has put together and there are a whole bunch of people that aren't afraid to get blood on their hands mm-hmm. and make hard decisions. And you got it's- Kelly Thompson involved in that book too, don't you right now in uncanny? Oh, yeah. yeah. But
3: the, but the, the team that we're talking about, the team about that's, that's going to come out,
1: out of disassembled, like when it goes back to being monthly mm-hmm. is havoc cyclops, hope summers, Danny Moonstar, magic Wolverine, um, warlock, multiple man, I mean, these are people who are not afraid to make hard there, decisions.
3: There's, there's no one in there that will not drop your body if they have to, if they if they want to at that point. Yeah, like, it's
1: it's gonna be it's gonna be. I I can't wait to see where they go from it. Everybody's commenting on it like, oh crap, like this isn't a team that's gonna let you walk away.
3: Like, cue, cue the yeah yeah yeah's Heads will roll because damn. Cue, <laughs> cue the yeah yeah. <laughs> pause the podcast. Go listen to the yeah, yeah yeah's Heads will roll. T- hopefully it's through Emix, but. Yes, do that.
0: This is one that I'm sure we definitely got to have a few honorable mentions at uh, for writers. I know I want to say Scott Snyder just because I feel like Metal was was so big and I felt like he had it as under control as he could for then to move on to Justice League No Justice and then actually make Justice League a must-read book at DC again, which it has not been in quite a long time. So it's like, man, Snyder, he's just like... It's crazy how fast he kind of grew up, like climbed up the little, you know, I guess, table of power at, at D.C. Like,
1: I think it's called the corporate ladder. <sighs> there you go. That's,
0: <laughs> that's, that's, that's a better term. <laughs> that makes, uh, sense. Uh, that's, it's like
1: Jason on The Good Place. Yeah. It's like we're in a different zone of time. Okay. No, that's stupid different clock land
3: <laughs> <laughs> how many how many good place references can we get um Bordel. Yeah. Bordel. Those, are no, ta- Sn- those are taking away my 90s tv references yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> snyder's a guy that i've i've been critical of when it's time for to be critical of him but i also praise him when he deserves it like snyder had a really good year so i'll, I'll give him props who else um, writers, 'cause I'm sure there's at least gotta be a couple that almost I mean, made everybody's list.
3: Yeah, I had Matthew Rosenberg at two. Uh Gotta shout out Donnie Cates. He's been having the He year. made Venom
0: readable. Like I mean, Yeah.
3: <laughs> that's no, saying no something lie. he made Venom readable. Um uh, He's
0: the man at Marvel right now. Like Take everything I said about Snyder at DC times about like five as Donny Cates at Marvel. Like they're just, they're, they're trusting him with anything. Right yeah. Now.
1: Well, it's like Cates and Rosenberg right now at Marvel. It's, they're the new Jason Aaron and Bendis. Like when Bendis
0: left, it's like, what are we going to do? And they all just like turn to Donny Cates, like <laughs> pass the torch. Like. <laughs>
1: here, like, here's
0: the key. He ha- the hasn't fumbled yet. Like they've give they've thrown everything at him. Like write Thanos. Okay. Write Doctor Strange. Okay. Okay. Here you go. We're going to test it. Write Venom. Oh, shit, it's good. Okay. <laughs> it's like, they're, now they're giving him Guardians and stuff, but it's like, he's yet to drop a ball, so. They're going to oh. give
1: him Fantastic Four soon, I can feel it. Oh. Just because they really want that book to succeed. From what
0: I've heard,
3: Dance Lot hasn't been that good on, I have not read it, but from well, what I've heard, is it has it's, not been it's that, that, great, that so. problem we were talking about with Even Uncanny. They made that, they priced that issue one out of people wanting to buy it.
1: Agreed. Well, uh, another shout out here is, uh Coats. Coates.
3: Yes. On Cap. Yeah, Black Cap. Panther.
1: So I don't always read Captain America. Mostly I read Captain America when Winter Soldier is featured in it. Or yeah. when um, yeah, he is Captain America. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, he was so awesome. He was. Um, yeah, so I read I read Cap intermittently, um and I haven't read Cap for years. Oh, really, I think since Left, yeah me so, I, i've tried yeah but like nick spencer's stuff i didn't feel uh you know i didn't, I didn't care like for wade's so much either i didn't either which is weird because mark wade's like daredevil oh, is I, phenomenal i
0: love mark wade I just, yeah he, he didn't do it for me but
1: but uh from issue one of ta Coates coats is captain america it's like mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna I'm gonna read this now. (laughs) This is this is really really good, and so for me to get into a book that I don't normally read simply because of how good it is Mm -hmm. definitely deserves a shout out.
0: Cool, Mary. Did you have any others? Or yeah, I've
2: got Justin Jordan for Urban Animal, James Maddox for uh, Metaphorical
0: Hurt, former guests on this podcast,
2: (laughs) and Rachel Smith for Lore Olympus.
0: Okay, more webtoon people. Yes, awesome. Webtoons are
3: fun. Joshua Williamson, by the way. Oh yeah killer run on the flash man like odyssey has been good
0: yeah and like deathbed and stuff like birthright obviously but like killer run on the flash though seriously yep okay all right we're gonna get into our top comics of the year now um we're gonna do indie first and so some people kind of argue what yeah what classifies as indie like we're we're being really fast and loose with this like anything not big too you know some people's like well image isn't indie because like image has gotten so big like for we're we're, we're counting image we're counting idw we're counting dark anything not marvel or dc is is fair game here so mary we know what the answer is but what's what's your (laughs) indie book of 2018
2: ice cream man what 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 (laughs) What? yes so surprising it's ice cream man it's been great it's been solid Oh, it's just...
0: It's really good. I think it won, like, number one, like, horror anthology book of the year yes. on, like, a lot of lists. Yeah,
2: because so. it's just, it's just so good. <laughs> that what? One, that
3: one's fast. <laughs>
2: it was, I don't know what more to say about it. We've already talked
3: about it so much uh, on the podcast. <laughs> Kenny? Uh, Saga.
0: Saga? Oh, I thought for sure Blackbird was coming back again.
3: Oh, black Blackbird's second on my list, but Saga, god damn it, ripped my heart out it killed me. And then they said, we're not giving it back to you for a year. God damn it. So I'm like, it's gotta be them. It's, it's gotta be saga. They, <sighs> they're so good.
0: Brian Caveon was and Fiona Staples, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. They're, and they're good. And I, they definitely deserve shout outs as well. And I knew I would yeah. get to with saga. So, but the, the ending of that book that we're like, I don't understand people who aren't reading saga, honestly, like, like Mary didn't like it. Mary just straight up. How far did you get into Saga?
2: The first issue.
3: They literally made the first issue kind of bad because they didn't want people to pick it up and do TV shows. Uh, I hate and I hate people who say, "Oh, you gotta stick with it a little bit further." But if you do stick with it a little bit further, there, there's gold. Mm
0: -hmm. I think uh, Philip C. V. said it really good when he's like. You know, Brian K. Vaughn makes you like when you read any of his, it's like we all need to be better. Like Mm. whether it's Paper Girls, whether it's Saga, it's just like we all need to be better. Well, yeah, it's
3: it's definitely like it's that commentary on war and Mm -hmm. it's that commentary on raising a family and uh, being being different with that. Forbidden romance. Forbidden romance. It's Romeo and Juliet in space, except instead of dying, the first page is them having a kid. So
0: (laughs) which is cool. Yeah um and fiona staples is so good
3: just yeah fiona staples kills every issue it's it's a really good book i i love it um and i hate that i have to wait a fucking year <laughs> like, like when i when i read that particularly reading that letter after the last page of the last issue of saga it's like why why did <laughs> why did you do this to me it hurts so good <laughs> it killed it
0: killed me I'm going to get some crap for this, but my non-Big Two book of the year is Shattered Grid, the event from the Boom Studios Power Rangers books. And Why are you
1: going to get flagged from that? That was awesome.
0: Oh, no, it was. Um, just I, I
1: think and it's, it's sold like
3: crazy. It's because it's not necessarily indie because it's. Power Rangers. Is that big, why you thought you uh, were going to get... But anything pa- that's not because, big, too, is considered an indie publisher. Licensed, yeah, because it's a licensed book. Because but it's licensed. He doesn't own the rights that, to that character. And just, that's I not independent, just, I feel like Power
0: Rangers would get dismissed in an indie book conversation because you'd be like, oh, Saga, The Walking Dead, like Wicked and Divine. like Books like that are the one. like, oh, Power Ranger. But like, guys, it's really everything I've ever wanted. Like, the Shattered Grid is... You when you were a kid and you had all your toys just spread out across the room and you just created this giant thing where you have like, I'm going to combine all the action figures together. Like, this is like Crisis on Infinite Earths for Power Rangers. Every yeah. team is there. Everybody got something to do. It was a big long thing that Kyle Higgins, like it's a perfect like send off to him for, for him to leave the book on that note.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: To the point where it's like, I, I stopped reading the book because it's like, it, I cannot imagine this book getting better than that. So like, I needed to drop something, so that's as good of a time to drop it as any because there's no way it gets better than this. That's not any flack on Marguerite Bennett. I'm sure she's doing fine. It's just mm-hmm. like something had to go and like such a high note to end on, like, well oh, I'm just gonna drop Power Rangers at the Shattered Grid. But it it just it works for me, dude. My I think my favorite I'm gonna spoil just a little little tiny something. My like I think my favorite moment in comics this year is in like the final battle of Shattered Grid where um jason tells kimberly so if it hasn't been spoiled to you by this point tommy dies in the first issue of shattered grid he gets killed by lord draken who is an evil version of tommy from an alternate universe um in their big final battle with all the ranger guys there versus lord draken and his armies and everything jason tells kimberly he's like look i need you to lead the front line here on the ground because i need to go command the megazord it has to be you And so since Tommy died, Jason's been carrying around the dragon dagger and had the gold shield on everything. But he gives it to Kimberly. and He's like, go, you know, lead the troops, go fight, be the leader and everything. And so she goes and they fight and they have this big fight and she's fighting Lord Draken. There's a part where she gets knocked back. She pulls out the power bow and puts the dragon dagger in it and shoots it and hits Lord Draken in the chest. Like when I saw that, I'm like, that's the most Power Rangers like fan letter moment to me. Like that's so dope it is it, i i died i died of in tears of joy just oh so good man that might be like my favorite moment reading a comic book this year which is really saying something so shadow grid man i I, can, I don't know if i can say like if you are not into power rangers go buy it because it really is like such a fan fiction like if you've ever loved the show here's everything you've ever wanted so i don't know how appealing it would be to you if you're not a fan in some capacity but like On its own, the storytelling is very, very good. But I think if you're a fan, you're going to enjoy it a lot more. So, McCord, what's your non-Marvel or DC book of the year?
1: Does it count if it didn't come out this year? Or do I have to pick something? Did you read it this year? I read it this year, but it came out. We'll give you a pass on it. Okay. Well, if it's going to be this... If it came out this year, uh, I would probably have to go... With, uh, actually, Livewire just came out this week, Mm -hmm. and Livewire number one was actually really very good.
3: Okay.
1: Um, That would definitely have to be... I'm so excited for Livewire. She has deserved her own title for a really long time, and especially because it's uh, the continuation of two of my favorite current stories, which was uh, The Secret uh, Secret Weapons Mm -hmm. led into Harbinger Wars 2. And then Livewire is the continuation of those two storylines. Okay, who's uh, working on that book? Uh, Vita Ayala. And uh, I probably slaughtered that person's name and I apologize. Uh, See, we never
0: know the artist. How terrible. We're such I, terrible guys. I know.
1: Just uh, the worst people who ever... I lived. even bought the glass cover for Livewire. I'm so super oh, I
0: think he showed me that yeah. showed me a it glows it. in
1: the dark is too it really? yeah oh, it's awesome and, and it <laughs> <laughs> it was it was actually supposed to be a um, uh, it was supposed to be a mini series and then they um, and then it, it got so much hype that they made it an ongoing okay so that's um, nice to happen from time to time yeah Not very uh, much
0: with Valiant books I wouldn't imagine Raul
1: right? Allen and pa- Patricia Martin okay are the artists on that book. And boy, is it is it good. Um, other than that, like because I only started reading Valiant this year, so I have a lot that I've been reading, but mm-hmm. Archer and Armstrong is one of my favorite books ever. Awesome. It is so good. Sweet. Uh, all, the, all the way back to the Fred Van Lent, Archer and Ar- Armstrong stuff. But if it has to be from this year, I'm definitely going with lightwear
0: Cool. Any other shout-outs for non- yes. non-Marvel DC? Okay.
2: Yes, I got, so, Laura Olympus. Uh, and Laura Olympus, if you know the story of Hades and Persephone, it's basically that. Okay. Um, just kind of done a little bit differently. Uh, and then you have, I have Melvina's therapy, which is like a horror thriller. It's about Melvina. She's a therapist and she basically makes people go crazy. And in the last season, uh, this other therapist, her name's Beatrice. She's a younger therapist. is basically, they're like going to war with each other.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, like a psychological war. Um, And I won't say anything more about that because I almost ruined it. Uh, (laughs) So then we also have Sweet Home. Sweet Home is about basically the end of the world is happening and everyone's getting this virus and turning into monsters, which is like, and your monster form is your most, your desire I guess. Okay. So, like, there's this one guy, he wanted to be really big and tough, so he turned into this really big buff monster. Okay. Or there was this lady, she wanted to have a baby and she couldn't, then she turned into a baby. Uh, it it depends on what your desire is and what you turn into, um, but it's, also, it's very terrifying, because <laughs> yeah. it's also a thriller, horror kind of thing. Uh, then you also have Let's Play. Let's Play is about, it's got it's romance um it's about uh sam and she wants to be a game designer and she ends up making this game and somebody from viewtube not youtube
3: uh <laughs>
2: rates her game I gives it a I bad rating and then people who follow this vtuber give her game a bad rating because he didn't like it mm-hmm. and basically they they meet and things are happening uh, and then we also have metaphorical her, which we have already talked about. Yep. Uh, Laney is a poet, and she basically becomes famous in this under with this underground rock band scene, and lots of metaphors in there.
0: Great comic. We interviewed the creators. It was fun. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back yep. and do so. Was Great awesome.
2: visual metaphors are in there. Kenny, do
0: you have it? I know you. We've talked about Blackbird, kind of. Yeah, Black cool, but...
3: Blackbird, my second favorite. The Blackbird arts. is good. The art's beautiful. The the storyline clearly has a very good direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and then working Divine. Uh, I'm, That's a favorite of yours? Yeah, it's it's a perennial favorite of mine, and I'm very happy it's ending. Like, Is it ending? Yeah, it's no, ending. This is their last arc. How deep and I, are they in that? Uh, this like, will be their eighth trade. Oh, jeez. I want to say. So after about 50-some yeah. odd issues. In it. Something like that, yeah. That's crazy. Um, yeah, it's been really good. Um. And I know it's kind of weird for me to say, "Oh, I'm happy it's ending," but I I think stories that end are better.
0: Sort the best stories are the ones that have endings. Um, Agreed.
3: And I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. Cool. All right. Uh,
0: DC Comics Book of the Year. Mary. Doomsday Clock. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why?
2: Because I like it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's really hard to argue that point. It's, <laughs> it's like it's, no you no you don't yeah
2: but, like <laughs> no, you do because I like it's it and I haven't read Gary a lot Frank. of DC's <laughs> I, don't, I don't read a lot of DC
0: and Marvel because Gary Frank is amazing
2: Gary Frank is amazing and I love Jeff Johns
0: yeah that Jeff Johns guy he's alright yes. yeah he, <laughs> he's okay right.
3: he's read nothing or too bad anyway.
1: <laughs> I'd take him
0: Oh, it's it's so hard to not have like a love hate relationship with Doomsday Clock because it's like God the delays have just killed that book so much. But it's like, so but it's much. like, do you blame the book itself for that? Like the the material is so good, but you're so mad that it's not. <laughs>
3: I mean, dude, I, you I don't hold, get it when you want it. Needs it. To I be hold over. the clock responsible. Yeah, <laughs> not 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 the book or anything. Like the clock symbol, it's it's fault. It is its fault. Damn <laughs> that clock! That clock. Oh.
0: <laughs> Kenny, what's your DC book of the year?
3: Justice League Dark.
0: Oh, okay. Um, oh. This
3: was almost one of my discoveries of the year. Uh, just League Dark and the The Witching Hour. Uh, it's Tynion, right? Yeah. And he's... They're killing it. It's, it's so much fun. It feels so big and epic.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, which,
0: Supernatural Justice League. Team. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Which, it's just so... It's so weird it's not getting more attention for how epic it is. Because it... Like the things they're dealing with and it's dealing with do stuff directly out of metal mm-hmm. and things it's dealing with. I've just,
0: heard it's like pretty like legit scary at times too. Like, like it does some of the horror stuff.
3: Oh, it does like it. And I, I put the horror superhero genre on here. I really meant justly dark for my discovery of the year because yeah, it's so good. It's getting me way more invested into books with magic uh, between this and Blackbird, um, which I wasn't super into before. Mm-hmm. Um, like I tried stuff. I tried like the, the magic you or whatever the hell that was was the dana that dc tried a little magic's bit a tough
0: sell for me too i i think magic for me works a lot better when it's like supernatural like dark magic like like constantine stuff works for me if it's like and, demons and black magic but like harry potter stuff doesn't work for me if right. that makes sense like like wizards magic stuff doesn't work for right. me that and, much. and
3: and this is that yeah. This is that this is Constantine being there and getting the demon's blood sucked out of him Zatana by this supernatural like thing. Like, yeah, I this like is Zatanna. Zatanna's awesome. This is this is Zatanna doing Zatanna things and it like I that. She yeah, she, well, it's about the death of magic. Oh jeez. Like there's a creature coming where we've been borrowing magic from mm. something and there's a creature coming and it's going to take magic back.
4: Okay,
0: and
3: kill a that's the of kind of magic who,
0: stuff I can get into. Do. Like, Doctor Strange, I like, like, Dark Dimension stuff. Like, it's a lot of fun, but, like...
3: It has, has Dr. Fate um, getting overtaken by Nobu.
0: I heard he's, like, a villain now or something. He that's is.
3: Like Nob- Nobu has taken the Fate in, like, the last Doctor issue. Fate could be a kick-ass villain, honestly. No, <laughs> like, oh, and... How come no one's done that after and this? And <laughs> he, he's trying to bring the creature to the world. He's like, in order to create order, I need to get rid of the chaos that's magic. Oh, jeez. That's the only way I will have order. So um, I think it's the other kind is what the creature is called. Mm-hmm. I should know this. I read the last issue an hour ago, but.
0: Tynion's a stud, man. He's a prodigy of Snyder and he's he's, he's good. My DC book of the year is the same book as last year. Uh, Mr. Miracle, Tom King, Mitch Garrett's It's over. It finished this year uh, as a 12 issue maxi series. Um, so good, man. Such a good tribute to jack kirby and all of his characters all his fourth world characters it deals with a lot of new genesis and dark side stuff obviously um but it's also a comic that really deals with a lot of like real stuff a lot of ptsd a lot of self-harm a lot of you know it's it's a it's a very tom king book that's the thing tom king does and he does it well and does he overdo it definitely um but this is where it works the best for me um, as good as vision was. I think this one does everything that vision does really well and maybe does it a little bit better. Um, so yeah, Mr. Miracle. It's really, really good. I've raved about that book a ton. So I don't really feel like I need to say too much more, but uh, I'm curious to see if McCord even read a DC comic book this year besides <laughs> Batman 50.
1: Well you're close. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're really close. Batman uh, 51. <laughs> 50 and 51. <laughs> I did. I did read Batman 50, um, I also read a little bit before that. Yeah, it, it takes a a lot uh, for me to to read a DC book, but there was a full arc that I did read this year, okay. and that was the Gift. Uh, that Batman, the Gift. That's when Booster Gold goes back in time and saves um, uh, Thomas and Martha Kent, uh, Wayne. Tony I knew Daniels I was that
0: book. Tony Daniel's amazing. He drew that whole arc, and that book is beautiful.
1: Well, and like I I really liked it because. Booster honestly thought he was doing a good thing Mm -hmm. by showing Bruce what his life would have been like had his parents not died. Yeah. It turns out that the world is a terrible place.
0: Wasn't like Dick Grayson, Batman or something?
1: Yeah, Dick Grayson was Batman and he was armed to the teeth and he was more like the Punisher. The Joker has basically won out in this Mm -hmm. world and if you get gassed by the Joker, you basically become a Joker yourself. Oh wow! Um, so it opens up with the Green Lantern with a big Joker smile on his face, saying, "You're not supposed to. I'm not supposed to be able to hurt myself with this ring." But nobody has more willpower than me. He puts his ring up to his head and punches through his head. Oh Jesus! That's Tom King book <laughs> and and kills himself. Like that's how that opens suicide in a Tom King book? and Booster goes like. Holy crap, what's that? What did <laughs> what, I do? What's happening here? Um, and then uh, Dick Grayson as Batman shows up and he's like, hey, you haven't been turned by the Joker yet. I should kill you now because it's better than being jokerized. And wow. so now Dick Grayson's hunting Booster Gold. Uh by the time Booster tells Bruce, like, hey, like, I did this for you. Yeah. Isn't isn't this cool? And Bruce is like, Oh, it makes so much sense. Like, you're basically the worst person I've ever met. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think the best panel in, in there was Bruce says this makes so much sense. I keep having these dreams of pearls falling. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> I, I was like, he, yes, <laughs> that that panel wins oh, like God. the entire year worth of comics. That panel. Booster wins. Gold's such a fun character. I really wish he was
0: used more.
1: Um, but yeah, so that book, it, that that's one of those that's one of those few DC books that as soon as I heard about it, I picked up in single issues mm-hmm. and was like, yeah, this I'm gonna read this was book. not disappointed no it Tom was King definitely likes me it was fun and <laughs> then and then that and then that kind of carried over uh through through 50 which I really enjoyed yeah uh, issue 50. As 50
0: well. was a great issue a lot of good character moments there but
1: yeah so that was awesome okay it
0: was fun last category Marvel comic book of the year
2: I only read one
1: <laughs> hey I, that's okay I only read one DC book it's fine
2: <laughs> the life of captain Marvel that's the only one I read. Margaret
1: Stoll and rotating artists, I think. Yes, those
0: people. <laughs> yes, those people.
1: The <laughs> other people that contributed to this wonderful medium, yeah. you know, the people who actually bring the book to life. Yeah, the yes. The ones that actually one, make it look really good. The ones that we don't remember, you know those guys? Those yeah. ones, yes. Those guys are great. We should all be banished. From <laughs> we are no longer allowed to do um, comic book
0: Life podcasts. of Cats Marvel, a new origin for Carol Danvers.
2: Yes. It's the only origin I know. <laughs>
1: So you had nothing to compare so it to.
2: So I had nothing to compare it to. Boom. Perfect. So it's good the only one I read, so it's my pick.
0: It's a five-issue miniseries. Uh, why'd you like it? Why is it good? Because it's the only one she read. Because it's the only one I read. <laughs> <laughs> That's flattering.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one I took time to read, so that should be a compliment of itself.
0: Okay. Yeah. They got Marvel me.
3: comic of the year. This is the one I've been bouncing back on since I wrote my list. Charlie, <laughs> what was your <laughs> last movie? audible? Uh, I Audible? it no, it's I not ca- last dude, minute.
1: Dude, he's, he's changed it like three I times kinda, since we got the car. I kind of want to before
0: you because I'm scared you're going to take mine. Uh, <laughs> I don't care if people take
3: mine. Yeah, I don't care if you take mine or I take yours.
0: <laughs> I want to be original.
3: <laughs> Fine, it's Amazing Spider-Man.
0: Okay. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait, which Amazing
3: one? Spider-Man... I'm taking both of them, son. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if it, it has I Peter know. Parker in it. It's I'm in. Taking, no, I'm taking. Uh, I don't know if you're I'm referring to slots or Nick Spencer. I'm or... taking them both. Okay. I, I, they they the numbering allows me to take them both. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Um, dual, dual allow me to take them <laughs> both. No, I mean you you have the Red Goblin wraps up, um, slots run with eight hundred eight hundred one. Like I said, probably being my favorite issue, single issues of comics this year. You you have that, and then. Nick Spencer comes on and does the thing and finally gets Peter Parker, and Mary Jane back together. Yep. And then, and then he do, has an awesome run with awesome art by Ryan Otley. Like, and Humberto Ramos.
0: Like, when and, when Ramos yeah.
3: is your backup guy, that's pretty. Good. It's like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like, all right, all right, we need to bring in the relief pitcher. Come on yeah. in, Humberto Ramos. That, yeah, you're you're doing good things. So Nick I got Spencer's got such a good hold on that character, man. It's yep, even, yep. Peter's funny again. Uh, He's Witty. He's more street level with something insane happening in the background, which is perfect for Spider-Man. Uh, agreed. I yeah, um, yeah. It's it's gotta be Spider-Man. Oh, now ask me again in five minutes. It's gonna change to <laughs> number two, but still. Nope, it's March. Okay, this one was really really tough for me. Like
0: last year when we did this, when it came time for best Marvel book of the year, it was really easy. It was like Chips Adarsky Spider-Man because. I'll be honest. I I thought 2017 was a rough year for Marvel. I didn't like do daredevil. I didn't know. Zdarsky. Oh yes. Yes. He Um, is. I didn't like a lot of stuff Marvel did in 2017. So there wasn't a lot of competition for me last year when this category this year, I've read a lot of Marvel and I've loved almost everything that I've read from Marvel. And I had to think over this one for a while, but I, I finally settled on the one that I think surprised me the most because when I heard like Jason Aaron on Avengers, I'm like, that's going to be good. And it was like, expense around spider-man that's gonna be good and it is like all those things but like i've said before i'm i'm very much a casual or maybe even less than casual fan of the x-men not because i don't like them that's just never been my wheelhouse like it is mccord's you know like that's his playground it's never been mine so i don't know what made me pick up the first issue of x-men red but I did me. and it might've been, I, th- I think might I did have been, I know Jean Grey is a character that's near and dear to a lot of people. She's never been a character that I really had that much of a feeling for until this book, me like neither. this, this book made me appreciate the X-Men more than maybe I ever have, which is, which, so that's why it's going to be number one, because it's the one that surprised me the most. And it feels the most like what I think an X-Men book is supposed to feel like, more than any other X-Men book that I've read, at least in recent years. Um, I love that team. Like, I, I think I hopped on it mainly because either McCord, but Paul, also because I had read Tom Taylor's All-New Wolverine. I liked Laura. I liked Gabby a lot. So I'm like, okay, they're on the team. I've always kind of liked Crawler and Gambit. So I was like, okay, like, I like this lineup. Namor's kind of interesting. Um the new character they create was her trinary is that her name yeah i like she, her yeah, she, and, yeah and
3: gentle was created for him? no yeah. no was it, was no it Gent, gen, no, gen, no yeah. gentle's gentle's trinary. been
1: in since uh like young x-men back he he's the class of Lara. Is he?
3: Okay. trinary's uh, the the original one though right yeah yeah so, yeah, yeah. trinary gen, really gentle's been
1: around for a long time okay. he's okay. he's there with like surge um, and rock it, and
3: it was my first go around with gentle
0: such a good story. I, I, I'm, I'm bummed that it ended so soon that we only got 11 issues out of it before it was, you know, ended because they're, you know, kind of reshuffling the X-Men right now, which is fine. I understand. But uh, it, it was a really good series. And I I enjoyed so much of it. I love that it basically came down to Jean and Cassandra, this whole big thing that they built to, Um, like I say, yeah, just like you got me to give a crap about the X-Men, <laughs> you know, and that's not a knock on the X-Men. It's just right. never been my playground. It never has been. And. The fact that I'm like, I was looking forward to that book every month. I just, Tom Taylor is, like Kenny said earlier, he just, he can do no wrong. So real quick,
3: would you, would you like to read what my number one Marvel book was originally? (laughs)
0: Okay. So you did did almost, it was what was written down.
3: (laughs) So good. um,
0: They had a couple different artists on there and I'm, I'm terrible because I can't the 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 only negative thing I can say about X Men Red is I hate that Jean Grey costume so much I hated it from the first time I saw it and it never gets any better
1: <laughs> It's funny because some of the other characters even poke fun at it Yeah, which is really so it's funny. like
0: it's like Do you know it's bad? And you just keep it? <laughs> like, is that supposed to be a joke? Like,
1: we'll we'll see what happens. The
0: red and purple up. it doesn't work, guys. Like it it really doesn't work. Like.
1: I have so many theories as to where the X-Men's going right now. That's uh, a podcast like, for a different Well thing. no, like
3: I said, we gotta get this conspiracy theory board. Okay, going.
1: record the Marvel Guy.
3: What was the what
0: was the best book Marvel published in 2018?
1: I think it had to be multiple man. Oh
0: my
3: god. Damn. It was you no, not. It, yeah,
1: no it, it was so good. It is so good. I the, promise it's good.
3: The fact that the name of the run is called it all makes sense in the end. Is perfect because it all makes <laughs> sense in the end. Like it, it legitimately does. It's you have to have like a chart to follow that book. <laughs> oh <my laughs> it's amazing. God. It's yeah. It's that was a mini, wasn't it? Yeah, it was five issue mini.
1: Um. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it just yeah. And it's Rosenberg. It just came out. And here's the thing. Here's what they didn't advertise about that book is that it's so important to everything that's going on in the future of the X Men, and they mm. didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like multiple man just shows up, and for some reason, it's this huge, huge deal. Like I said, Rosenberg and I, we have to be kindred spirits because, because I mean, multiple man is arguably my favorite mutant. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, and it's my favorite, it's my favorite power set, too. Mm. I mean, think about it. If you were able to duplicate yourself and have dupes of you go out and do different things to be able to come back and reabsorb them and gain all their knowledges and acquaintances and anything, skills they learned, right? Mary's mind (laughs) was just blown, right? You never have to miss anything. You could stay at home and go to work. You could hold down like 10 entry-level jobs at the, the same time person on the planet and you'd be so rich holding like jobs at burger king because you'd be working at 15 of them at the same time yeah while your true self is like sitting at home playing video games does
0: he get like <laughs> d-
1: does his awesome. strength like
0: lessen or anything though the more that he's like is it like is he like no. thinned out the more that he goes no oh, no man, that's just not fair. the
1: the only <laughs> the 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 one downfall is that each of his dupes are parts of his personality So sometimes you get a guy who like runs away and doesn't come back. And then he has to to go like track him down. Uh, One became like a suicide bomber once. Oh, (laughs) Oh. yeah. And when and when one of the dupes die, then uh, then all the memories and stuff come back to him, too. Mm. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, back about 15 years ago, uh, Peter David had. Pretty much total control of multiple men. And he, Peter David's a stud. Uh, yeah. And he, sent a, and he sent out his dupes to do a whole bunch of different things with the instructions that they were all supposed to come back. Not all of them did. He ended up being like a pro baseball player, a private investigator, a high-ranking shield official, a high-ranking Hydra agent. A, a, like, I mean, he just, a priest was mm-hmm. one of them. Um, you know, just a ton of different things. Um, and then he also got kidnapped by one of his dupes. And he created a dupe on the other side of the door because it's a it's through kinetic energy. So he he concentrated all of his power to create a dupe on the other side of the door. But that one was a defeatist, and he just sat down in the hallway and cried.
4: Oh,
0: <laughs> yeah. sad. You know, you know so what I he, mean. So he's not dependable. Like he can't
1: like he can't depend on his duplicates to always do what he wants them to do. Unless it's a strong conviction. If it's a really strong conviction, then his dupes unify. Okay, um, and it, I mean it's and it's great uh, and it's so funny and this new run this is the first time we've seen multiple man since that x factor run ended um probably 10 well he 10, 15 years ago he
3: was dead for a while
1: <laughs> yeah and he yeah and he was supposedly dead too um but as long as one dupe survives then that dupe becomes matrix prime Okay. So, I mean, so he's really hard to kill, but they managed to kill him until they didn't because one dupe survived and hid in, in a cave. They killed him with the Terrigen Mist.
3: He was like in Inhumans versus X-Men, the... F-
1: like the team. first page. Like the when the Terrigen page. Mist, when the Inhuman Terrigen Mist came, that's the, really the only way you can kill Multiple Man mm. because it's not a kinetic force because every time you punch him, he just creates more of himself. Like he's taken on She-Hulk by so himself. Multiple
0: Man is the best Marvel comic of 2018. Oh, yeah. From the Marvel guy.
1: Yes. It is
3: damn fine.
1: Uh, I'm going to read, I'm going to... Six gonna,
3: issues? Five. five. For all, and five. the
1: trade just came out. We sold out of it in the first day. We just ordered a bunch of more.
3: Now, does the trade have the chart? I don't know. I haven't looked yet. Okay. I didn't get a chance.
1: Supposedly. There's a lot of wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, Jeremy bear time travel involved. (laughs) Uh, This is my favorite panel from the book. And it pretty much sums up the entire book and the X-Men in general. It says, I just want to send some of my dupes into the future, farther into the future to create versions of themselves, to go into the past, not this past, but the real past and save me. So I can come forward to this past and create those future dupes. In a little bit. I don't think that'll mess things up.
4: <laughs> <laughs> a little convoluted.
0: The X Men aren't convoluted at all, guys.
3: The way to read this book is definitely to binge it in in a trade form because it does get it like it does make all it all makes sense in the end, but man, it gets it gets confusing. Like the first <laughs> issue ends with like 50 dupes that are different dupes like there's a hulk dupe there's a wolverine <laughs> deadpool type dupe in there just and like a in, doctor
1: strange dupe yeah like and they're
3: just all chilling in the x mansion and jamie's just in there. like what the hell <laughs> he's great. like he's like wait
1: wait wait i can explain actually i have no idea what's going on <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
3: it was a really good book
1: <laughs> well and even in uncanny like um they have to find him because supposedly, according to Legion, he's the only one that can save the world right now.
4: Mm-hmm. And
1: and they find, uh, Glob Herman finds him in a bar and Multiple Man says, well, how'd you find me? And Glob Herman said, well, I just started at the closest bars to the mansion and it wasn't really hard. This is only my third stop. <laughs> he's like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. So, yeah. um, but I mean, anybody who doesn't think Multiple Man isn't a threat doesn't know Multiple Man. Mm-hmm when you can create as many dupes as you want to fight you yeah,
0: not that hard to figure
1: out. yeah like she-hulk uh during secret invasion she-hulk was just pounding on madrix mm-hmm. and he said come on she-hulk tell me how you're stronger than 10 men 100 men he'll give me a number and i'll match it and more yeah. i mean strength in numbers man and that yeah. guy's got it all even
0: if it's a even if he was like a weak guy like a thousand weak guys is still a thousand guys,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> um, yeah, and and all of that led into Uncanny Disassembled, mm-hmm. and nobody knew. Mm-hmm. Like one of the first panels of Uncanny Disassembled, I think issue two, is people in a space station, yep. and they just see this black dot growing in Kansas, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Are you seeing this? What the hell's going on in Kansas?" Mm-hmm. And it zooms in, and it's multiple man. It's just duping over, and over yeah again. over and over and over that's again that's terrifying yeah it no it was it was like one of those things where you turn the page and you're like oh crap here he goes <laughs> so yeah that Man. that book was way more connective to the entire x-men universe than they advertised mm. uh, it was very funny uh and at the same time it really brought a lot of things home uh, and is leading the x-men to the direction that they're going to be going for the next little bit and he's going to be on the uncanny team too which is great because he hates cyclops uh-huh. so we'll see how this works out awesome <laughs> cool. well
0: no weekly picks this week because that's basically what we gave you for a whole podcast There's a bunch <laughs> of stuff to pick but uh, before we get out of here just kind of real quick obviously when it comes to comic books we only have solicitations through like march but uh, what, what are some of the stuff that you guys are looking forward to in 2019 uncanny uncanny Tom Taylor's Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Yes, that... Chip Zdarsky on Daredevil.
3: Uh, Chip Zdarsky on Daredevil. Chip Zdarsky's another guy who deserves a shout-out here because oh, yeah, he was fan. doing... He, he was writing Spider-Man. He's been doing the Defenders thing. Marvel 2-in-1. And, and yeah, Marvel 2-in-1. Sex criminals. And, and drawing sex criminals and doing a bunch of variants for his own books and stuff. Like... Mm. When you really come down to it, he's the Renaissance man going on right now because he's the one who's doing everything. I would agree. Like if we were going to have to name one creator of a year, it's him because he's drawing and he's writing and everything like well, that. He's one of the,
1: he's one of the creators I'm looking forward to the most next year. Sadarsky on Daredevil. Yeah, I'm well, so down. And there. Invaders. Oh, yeah. that's true. He's doing he's doing Daredevil and Invaders, which means he's taking over the Winter Soldier and Daredevil, like two of the three uh, of my favorite characters that aren't mutants is awesome. yeah, <laughs> and yeah. And I'm really excited to see where he goes with Obviously it.
0: Obviously you got detective 1000. It'll be coming out in March. That'll be a big deal. DC. will do a big old thing for that. They, they, they put out like the lineup for that book, which is going to be pretty crazy. You got like Kevin Smith and Jim Lee are doing a story together. Um, you know, Frank Miller, of course, Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo, all these kind of guys, Denny O'Neill and mm-hmm. Neil Adams. I think you're going to do something. So that, that'll be, that'll be fun. Um, I'm, Probably one of the few people that still celebrates and reads Spawn, but I do love Spawn just because I'm a kid of the 90s and I'm not afraid to admit it, but um, Spawn will cross 300 issues next year, which will make it the longest running indie comic of all time. It'll pass Cerebus, so... Um, that's kind of a big deal at least I thought so and then Doomsday Clock will finally finish next year we hope hopefully um, <laughs> suppo- Alleged,
3: allegedly it will finish yeah. so and the rest of DC looking forward to up.
0: that to finally have this thing done and uh, Kelly Thompson on the new Captain Marvel series I'm excited to see what she does with Carol especially with the movie coming up we'll see uh, how big of a push Marvel gives Captain Marvel because she needs it so especially after Ben destroyed her character in Civil War 2 god that was awful yeah that I, was
1: awful. I think real quick just going back to uncanny because i think it's a point that needs to be mentioned that i don't think has been given enough consideration is that uncanny will reunite wolverine with cyclops
0: yeah that's because well, they both been that's gone big. for so long
1: well they not only that but they haven't been together since schism mm-hmm. and that's been years five years maybe I more s-
3: I want to say it's been. Well, Wolverine's been
0: dead for at least five or six, hasn't he? Because wasn't it like twenty eleven, twenty twelve when non- they killed non- Wolverine.
3: Nonetheless, when he died, Cyclops probably wasn't invited to the funeral. Yeah. No, that's not true. They they I, I, t- <laughs> they towards the
1: end of like Aaron's run, uh-huh. they had a semi sort of reconciliation. So that was twenty eleven. So it's been seven years since Wolverine and Cyclops have been on the same team. That's pretty crazy.
4: Yeah. Yep. So this that's is a a, this is a
1: big deal. Uh, they've both been dead they've both cut they've both now been back from the dead so uh, their dynamic is going to their dynamic and their points of view are going to be significantly different than they were before so i think that's kind of a point that needs to be
3: do we know for sure which wolverine is gonna be on the team it looks like logan no but there's two logan's running around not that
0: weirdo jason aaron phoenix logan yeah let's hope okay
3: because there's that mm. Logan that seems to know what what's no. going on and uh, then there's the one that doesn't Yeah, well
1: it, it, like un, not uncanny not uncanny X-Men uh is 11 mm-hmm. the that's titled The Last X-Men mm-hmm. is Scott and Logan like and I think it's meant to be Scott and Logan mm-hmm. and even and even their uh costumes mm-hmm. are like old nineties costume. So oh, okay. so Wolverine's wearing the brown and yellow costume and Scott's wearing like his blue hoodless mm-hmm. oh, cool. co- costume from the nineties, like his Jim Lee costume. Sweet. So yeah. So I I think it's I think it's actually legitimately going to be Cyclops and Logan coming back from the dead, looking around and being like we need to help this. We need to do something about this. We need to, we need to Should do be something.
0: A good year. I think overall, I think 2018 was a pretty good year, yeah, for comics. I, th- I thought. Uh, yeah, for,
1: yeah, for comics. Yeah, Charles Soule, The the Death of Daredevil was very good.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Finishing um, his run that he's been doing for a mm-hmm. Daredevil is like one of the most like quiet titles that just goes from superstar creator to superstar creator, but it's never talked about. Like
3: and the runs are usually good
1: like it's oh, something like they're pretty and much always are. and they're always big and names and, and it's always
0: like Bendis to Brubaker to
1: Wade to Charles like like they're always big names It's credits, never like six issues either no. like every every car- every top tier talent that takes over Daredevil runs it for like 50 issues
0: it's but it's never like a spotlighted book from Marvel but it's always good like it's weird Daredevil is one of those weird things like it's always good it's always got a big name writer on it but it's never talked about I don't know why no
3: so pressure chip yeah no yeah. <laughs> yeah can
1: you imagine taking over daredevil <laughs> like you
0: look at you look at the run it's like it's like the list yeah, of people everybody are... basically is like how can i mess this guy's life up even more <laughs> except for mark wade mark wade was the only guy that was like hey this is enough dark <laughs> of, like, we're gonna make daredevil happy for a little while because <laughs> yeah. like, it needs it real bad because bendis and brubaker put that guy through hell
1: <laughs> yeah and then he and then wade had spot put like the skull of battling mm-hmm. my uh Battling Jack Murdoch in Daredevil's Desk. <laughs>
4: Yay.
0: Yay. But he was happy
1: for a little while.
0: You looking forward to anything in 2019 or just more Ice Cream Man?
2: More Ice Cream Man. <laughs> I'm hoping that the next season of Dark will come out next year. Oh, uh, that, that show you were watching? Yeah. Okay. So it didn't come out
0: this year. And obviously movie wise, would... you got like Avengers Endgame and stuff. Dude. We're all looking forward to and Shazam. I think we're all looking forward to Shazam. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, a little shameless plug here. Uh, my movie should be... Com- uh, I don't know if it'll come out next year, but it will certainly go into production next year as well. Awesome. Oh, yeah.
0: For anyone that didn't know, McCord is, you know, one of them fancy schmats. Just kidding. <laughs> no, but uh, you... yeah, you, <laughs> are, you are working on a movie and... Uh,
1: yeah, it, it's called Rockwell God and Guns. Uh, you can find us online. Um, I think it's called com, Something along that. If you Google, you'll find it. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, Rockwell God and Guns, uh, Twitter, um, Instagram, whatever. So if you want to follow the production of that movie, we should be having some big announcements coming out here within the next cool. few weeks.
0: I'm excited to, to, to follow that as it goes. Anything else anybody wants to leave anything with before we close the book on 2018?
1: I'm very excited.
0: Cool. Well, that about does it for us here, then, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you follow us on social media as well. We're Fortress of Comic Dude Podcast everywhere. Podcast is available, you know, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're hearing it now, obviously. And uh, we'll be back next week with something. I think we might do our creator focus on Jeff Lemire next week. I'm not sure. I think we're ready we have, to do that. Yeah, we only promised you guys that like two months ago. We're, we'll get there, guys. We'll get it's only there. a month ago. Um. Until next time, I'm Tyler.
2: I'm Mary.
1: I'm Mel Cord. I'm Kenny. Either or. (laughs) I went out of order. I like to interrupt people. That's what I do. Goodbye,
0: 2018. (laughs) Woo! Woo! Yay!